Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fan and the Critic podcast. Um, I am your co-host, as always, Paulo, and I'm joined by your regular host, Carson, who's taking a backseat to hosting duties um, because he's too scared, uh, considering what we've watched <laughs> these uh, last uh, this last week or so. Um, and uh, joined with uh, joining us today, my God, um, we have a returning guest, uh, B-Ball. Welcome back. Glad to be back. I was going to say, he's giving a thumbs up to everyone who's w- listening and not watching. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm, a not, I'm a natural on podcasts. What can I say? <laughs> lots, of, lots of hand gestures. <laughs> and uh, uh, Carlos us- is silently roasting me for the people uh, listening. Uh, you, you stole my thunder. Our, our uh, new guest is, is Carlos, um, good friend of B-Ball. Uh, new to the podcast. Welcome, Carlos. We're super excited to have you, uh, especially considering this is uh, this idea was was from you, basically. Well, I mean, I'm thrilled to be on first and foremost, but um, I am absolutely over the moon that you guys finally decided to do some horror. I've been waiting <laughs> for it. I've been listening to the podcast. I love the podcast, so I'm thrilled to be on, ready to talk some scary stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. we've done like 70 episodes or something by now, and the only horror movies I can remember is the one where we did really terrible horror, like they ended up more being horror, but I remember when we what made people watch Gutter Balls, and that was terrible, oh, and then yeah. we also did no, the... they definitely did horror. Yeah. Uh, and then the full it's review like of the horror. Wreck and Quarantine franchise we did, like six movies worth, but that's about it. That's all we've done. It's like a side, of, it's like an appetizer of horror. Yeah, yeah no, no straight up horror... Um, I'm but... sorry. I just would just warn people to not watch the movie Gutterballs. I knew that was and coming that, back. <laughs> and that anyone that says that they don't think that that's a horror movie has not seen that movie, Carlos. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that movie. I don't know what Gutterball is. Don't. All right. It's a different type of horror for sure. It's it's horrible. Maybe it's, it's a better <laughs> yes. horrible. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. This is more straight up horror. Um, but this is a massive callback to one of the episodes that I was on, where yeah. this is like one of the most traumatic movies I've ever watched. These <laughs> well, movies kick freaking ass. Uh, well, okay, compared... faithful listeners are all like, "Yeah, no, we know exactly what you're talking about. Let's keep going here, <laughs> yeah, guys." Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't, I mean, it's really just you, Carlos. You are the the faithful. <laughs> yeah, listener. I'm the one streamer. <laughs> that, yeah. Um. Uh. Oh yeah, people. Um. So. I mean, you've been here before, but uh, we've changed things uh, a bit recently. So do you want to introduce yourself to our, our new listeners, perhaps, with uh, three characters that represent you? Fantastic. Uh, my name is uh, Ben Ball, <laughs> and three characters that represent me are Darkwing Duck, uh, Spuds McKenzie, the Budweiser dog, and <laughs> the, the I forget what her name is, but the main character from Showgirls. <laughs> what? Why? What? She's she's got a dogged determination to make it. Yeah. All right. O- okay. Do you, do you want to elaborate any more on that, or is that? I mean, we can leave it at that. I, That's cool well, too. Oh, do. Sorry, I didn't understand. I, did you want me to elaborate on? You don't. Like, you do them? not have to. <laughs> I feel it's like it's better if you leave it out there. I think it's yeah. self-explanatory. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Really I explained funny. the third one already. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Carlos, how about you uh, introduce yourself with your three characters? Yeah, um, you know, we're saying my name, Carlos Martinez. Hi, everybody. 
Um, three characters. Yeah, I was thinking about them you know, in, in the few minutes that I got to think about it. Um, for some reason, Mr. Incredible popped into my brain, you know, from, yeah. from The Incredibles. Okay. Not necessarily for any particular reason that he's a superhero or anything, but just more like retired, old, you know, like wanting to get back into shape kind of Mr. Incredible. It's more like a modern day Mr. Incredible. More like uh, Mr. So-So, if I could put it <laughs> that way. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm anybody who knows me knows that like, I, the, the one thing I identify myself with more than anything is uh, being a dad. I love my kids. I got three boys. Um, one is 16, driving, super scary. He's really <laughs> good, but still scary. Yeah. Uh, one of them is about to turn eight in a in a week next week, and then the other one is five years old. So I'm I'm a big dad, and I'm a big um big family guy. So like John Krasinski in The Quiet Place, keeping in theme with oh with the scary stuff like that that really resonates with me. How he he could do anything for for his kids. I think that's that's a big one for me. And then the last one again, uh, we before we jumped on, we we're talking about guilty pleasures. Another one that I watch at least two uh, two times a year is Grown Ups. <laughs> Fantastic. Not Grown Ups too, just the first one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no frame of reference here, Carlos. Yeah. Between one and two, so you don't have yeah, okay, to. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> My point being is that well, I, I love that movie, and I love um, you know Adam Sandler's character and the characters from the other like just the these people these guys who have grown up and have separated. They used to be really tight knit. And then they're trying to find and capture a lot of that stuff now that they're older and trying to instill the the stuff that we had as kids, right? We think about um, what our kids have today and, and all the things that we didn't. And so that really resonates with me. So if I think of eight characters, like those are those are the three main ones that come to mind. That is uh, very well thought out, considering we did only give you like <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> so thanks, Carlos. That's a great introduction. Well, to be fair, it helps that I've thought about it in the car when I've been listening to you guys, I've been driving into work and I'll be putting on your podcast. And I heard you guys asked this. I think the last one was with um, Ben Wolk and, and there was that episode and uh, you guys asked them what characters and in my brain, I'm oh, like, Oh, what yeah. characters would I pick? So it helps that I was listening and I'm a fan okay. of the show. Yes. I mean, you've proven it for sure. There you go. <laughs> I think this is, you're the only one who that has not come as a surprise to the whole intro thing. Cause we forget every single time to tell our guests. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's get right to it. Um, the reason we have Carlos here today, um, other than we just want to talk to him, is uh, <laughs> um, he's finally getting us to do horror. Uh, so we focused in on uh, the Conjuring universe, the the Con CEU Conjuring Extended Universe, um, which encompasses Annabelle. And we are we are going to, in the interest of time, we're going to disregard the nun. Uh, although it may come up in uh, in our conversation, but uh, we all did uh, quite a bit of research, um, which was extremely difficult um, for <laughs> for most of us. I can, um, I can already I tell. I get the sense that Carlos loved Walk it. Walking the park, <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, let's just get right into it. Like, let's start off with the Conjuring. Um, does anyone want to give like a quick, uh, high level? What is the Conjuring? To anyone who has not seen it, uh, I mean, I, I think you know, Ben. I'd love to hear your <laughs> synopsis based on okay. a. Uh, yeah. All right. What so you saw like, through your fingers, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the Conjuring, uh, they kind of open on like 
I forget how they open. Anyway, so like <laughs> this family uh, moves into this house and uh, the house, it, it's it's not the best house uh, and they got a really good deal uh, <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, and they need it because they got a big family. Anyway, things start getting a little weird and stuff starts like, you know, slamming. Uh, they play the creepiest game of all time spoilers but like <laughs> the game they play is just like uh hey someone stab me do something bad while my eyes are closed like it, the game clap with your your yeah there's no stabbing eyes covered involved. yeah no, but could someone do it yeah real easy <laughs> okay <laughs> you're basically sure. watching someone blindly echo locate towards claps it happens in the movie that it's a bad thing uh, so you've never played stopped. blind tag before, people? That or exists Marco Polo? for real. Marco yeah, Polo. I played Marco Polo in the water, but not like walking through this strange house I just moved into, which was like an way. open set of stairs. James Wan, okay. executive we'll produced another like basically Marco Polo, right? There's there's another scary movie that came out I think a couple of weeks ago. It's called uh, the Night pool swim? or something. Night swim. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the pool. <laughs> the pool. <laughs> Just keeping it in theme, you know, with James Wan. Yeah, Warren. yeah. I I did not do it. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the pool. I did not splash her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So they, you know, they're there and like stuff starts happening and it's a bummer. Uh, and uh, the mom starts getting all bruised up, and that's a bummer. And it's like, why? And uh, then you know, things continue to escalate. Uh, when they move there, I forgot to mention, uh, everything was pretty chill except for the dog, did not want to go in, and then the dog got killed bad, mm, yeah, yeah. And like, that's kind of where you're like, ew, things are not cool, like, this is going to be a bit of a bummer. First and then, of all, I think if movies have taught us anything, is one that dogs can absolutely sense things that are not there. Unchecked. Right? And I think we yes. can all agree to that. I agree with that. Yeah. Dogs and babies. Yeah, and babies <laughs> sure, as well. You know, there's sure. some spooky stories about babies, you know, seeing things that we don't. And it's something about innocent eyes, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The term innocent eyes just kind of like duck walking over my grave right now is the, the <laughs> topics Ooh. i just don't know I, well, yeah one, so I but like get. an extra sensory perception of like different yeah different exactly. views it's like how do people not pick up on this how do they not see this dog obviously doesn't want to get into this house is freaked out by it and also why is the then the um the the immediate instinct to just let, let's just tie it out outside for overnight i don't know like we all i think ben and i have dogs I, I like, think it. I think this is a time thing more like too. the seventies kind of thing. Like the seventies, I think this was right. more oh, socially yeah, acceptable, back in, permissible yeah. back in the day. Right. And maybe yeah, that was something they were going to do with the dog anyway. But yeah, so anyway, dog mm, does not go well, uh, dies, and then there's like a bunch of weird shit where oh, and then they okay, mm, and we could talk about it. <laughs> there's this one part that I don't quite get. So. They, while they're playing like clap, clap, go F yourself, uh, they discover this downstairs area, which sucks. Uh, it's real bad. There's all kinds of shit down there and like, it feels like the ghost lives down there a little bit or like this witch, but whatever. 
and uh but like the furnace is down there uh and they've been bitching about the furnace like <laughs> from the jizump so like uh they were always gonna have to go downstairs to fix the furnace <laughs> but it was behind a f- bordered up wall yeah. they just never figured anyone would ever be there to try to fix the furnace uh maybe they should have taken a hint but no they couldn't they don't have the option uh, a lot of people in bad financial states in both of these movies uh, that lead to them getting a home that sucks, and then this Common is what theme. happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so well, not yeah. Not so much in Annabelle, right? I mean, we'll we'll get to oh, that. that. Yeah. Absolutely. He's. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's he's a doctor. Forget. Well, plot, they plot wise, it's just like fast forwarding. It's demonic possession, and we'll get into the details now. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Sorry. 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 No, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So, uh, demonic possession, and then they tag in uh, the 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 folks, uh, the real life demonologists of uh, Edward and Lorraine. 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 Okay, I wanted to guess Lorraine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. Uh, so from there, they're like, hey, you know, like let's get it on, and but like Lorraine's such a gifted uh, like empath and like you know mystical person that they're worried anytime that she gets near other mystical stuff that it's going to mess her up because she just takes it on. Uh, but anyway, they get after it and eventually they figure out that, you know, the whole, well, I, maybe someone else can take it. I feel like I've taken us this far, you know, you know, tag yeah. out, uh, who's got the hot <laughs> tag. Who's got it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just okay. I'll, I'll wrap it up. I mean, like plot-wise, uh, the mother, she's the one who's getting tormented the most by the the spirit or whatever the, yeah. the presence is. Uh, she Demonic ends up getting possessed. Spirit, I would say, yeah, yeah, a demon of some kind. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. she ends up getting possessed. Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> um, oh, she ends <laughs> up getting possessed, and then Ed and Lorraine Warren have to do this. Uh, their the whole uh, uh, exorcism to save her and make her family happy again mm-hmm. pretty much mm-hmm. story yeah. right yeah. but um so but like let's go into I, I guess details now around like the scares and like the the build-up and everything because there's a lot of common themes across well i mean we're not getting into the other conjuring movies although i watched them um i did that to myself <laughs> did you watch uh, did, no, did you watch all the conjurings all the annabelles all the nuns and, uh, no, and the... no 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 okay I, so I watched the all the Conjurings. Um, I had <laughs> seen The Conjuring a long time ago, which is right. probably the scariest one out of all the movies that I watched for this. So the original one. Um, and then I watched Annabelle 1, and I've seen The Nun as well, which is okay. even further out of the scope that we're going to focus on today. No, that's fair. Yeah, I did. I, it For some strange reason, this is the podcast that I did the most research for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we were all surprised when you were messaging us. But like, I'm on number two. No, no, I'm on number three. I'm like, what are you doing? I, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't answer. I've been possessed. Um, That's like but, the same uh, with me whenever we do like those Asylum episodes. And they're like absolutely terrible movies. And for some reason, I end up watching oh, yeah. like four or five. And I don't know why. Sometimes you just get it going. Well, luckily, these are quality wise. These are much better than Asylum movies. Number one. Like The Conjuring, very solid, very scary movie. Probably one of the most scary movies at I'd seen at the time. There's like a like 
especially some really creative and unique scares that I'd never seen before. So I think it was like groundbreaking almost. The one that comes to mind for me is like when the mother is hanging her clothes uh, out in Such the a good scare. Yeah. So she's it's like a windy day. She's hanging her clothes on the clothesline and then the wind blows like one of her bed sheets and it gets caught as if someone's standing next to her, but you don't see it. Right. So it's like the bed sheet stops like literally right next to her with a figure and then it like flies away into the window of, or like to the window of the house, like showing that it's the spirit is like traveling into her house towards her baby. Something, I, right? I, no, I like it's towards those. the mom. Okay. Right, because it's it's Lorraine that's outside. Oh, okay. Right? I mixed doing up doing all the, the laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, taking taking the load yeah. off of them so that they yes. can take a break. And what I love about the movies is specifically that scene is that uh, James Wan does a great job of showing two sides of these ghosts, right? There's two spirits. There's the demonic ones. Those are the bad ones. And then there's the ones that are just trapped in everything that's happening, right? So the, you know, the, the mom's like, she made me do it. Or the nurse where she's like, she made me do it. Or the, yeah. not a nurse, but Rory. The, she was a maid. And then oh, yeah, Rory, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think in that scare, it's not the demonic presence, but it, instead it's one of the nice ones that are trying to warn Lorraine that what's happening. So they get stuck on the sheet. And then it gives the eye, like it shows what's happening and directs the eye to the room where the mom is and mm-hmm. to, to, to tell her, hey, get up there, right? Stuff's happening. That's a much better explanation. I butchered that. I apologize. <laughs> no, you did fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, really creative scares like that. Um, um, I don't know what else stuck out to, to you guys. I was going to say that like the ones that I liked were the ones that... Uh, kind of like what you just said spooky but they don't show too much um because mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. and i think that's where you transition into annabelle where it's a little bit different and th- there's some <laughs> actually maybe i'm mixing the movies together but <clears throat> there, there's some scenes where you actually see the demon or you see the things and as soon as you see them it becomes a little less scary so i appreciated the ones Absolutely where it's like agree. here's a spooky thing and then you quickly move on from it without like processing it too quickly so i definitely like those ones a bit more yeah, uh, I I know this is we don't want to talk too much about both of them, but uh, Carson, I do want to just echo that sentiment that uh, both in The Conjuring and in Annabelle, it was interesting because I don't watch very many scary movies. Uh, the palpable, almost sense of relief you feel once you see the monster <laughs> in Annabelle, uh, like you see the demon, like Matra or whatever it's called. It's no no that that's the other one. Oh. no this is this one well the conjure okay which what what's the name of the demon in the conjuring because i was referencing the annabelle one. Oh, i'm sorry yeah you're right so the one in conjuring is bishaba isn't there a bishop i forget how to pronounce that sure but uh, yeah no okay, let's uh, not sorry. say its name <laughs> Anyways, i was uh, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to that's the point oh right it's, yeah it, it uh, removes its power by saying its name Oh, oh but like, yeah, once, <laughs> once you can actually see it, there is like a much, it's much less terrifying. Like I'll, for some reason, like the, the scare that really got me was when the kids are all in their room and they just get yanked out of bed by their mm. feet out of nowhere. Yep. And like those, you just get yanked kind of scares. Those freak me out like and also yeah just 
any sort of those situations where people are moved, any interaction completely with helpless. that freaking basement. Yeah. <laughs> like that basement, they re- they do a great job of showing you an open plane where there are possibilities and just making you sit in it <laughs> and think about what are you going to see next? What is the thing that's about to enter or not enter into your view? And I, it's a really interesting kind of feeling. And like they, I feel like we could talk about it a little later on, but there's this thing that they do to this end in Annabelle where, yeah, it, it's very interesting. Uh, oh, the suspense. Sorry. No, the suspense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it builds on a really real fear of like, if you're going to boil it down to just the dark, right? Like when you're scared of the dark, it's mm-hmm. just the shadows, like being in your own home. And like, for me, I have to keep my baby's room pitch black. Otherwise she wakes up and starts crying. Right. But when she does start crying, I have to go in there into a pitch black room and go and find her soother and put it back in her mouth all in the dark where there's like, like tiny bits of light. So I can have nice little people sized shadows on the walls. And I don't know, like if there's a person standing in the corner or if I'm just in there by myself. Um, But like James Wan, to his credit, in in a lot of these movies although he like really he goes a little bit off the rails in the later ones but um like he uses that really well like just the shadows he puts things in the shadows or sometimes he doesn't and you still have like so much tension because you're waiting for something to happen but it may or may not so yeah i mean it's like it gives you a really real i don't know that's it it's, makes it a really real fear for you even when we're talking about something as outlandish as demonic possession depending on what you believe <laughs> oh uh so for me sorry ben are, no go i don't want to yeah so i mean for me i am there's so many good scares guys i absolutely love this movie um i want to call out the fact that it starts off with a horror short right with annabelle sets up the whole premise around annabelle that that for like really sets the tone how scary this freaking movie is going to be while the, the knocking in the middle of the night, all the writing on the walls. <laughs> did you miss me on the note? Well, she opens the door and there's nobody there. And then the, all of a sudden the knockings right beside her in the closet. Oh my God. <laughs> James Wan. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's amazing. I was so happy. Um, the other thing that I also hate him for and love him for is historically, and this is why I absolutely love James Wan, as we watch, like, you think about, like, Nightmare on Elm Street or any of, like, the slasher films like Jason um, or any of, historically, we're supposed to be, as a viewer, we're supposed to be safe in the daytime. Daytime is supposed mm-hmm. to be, that's safe zone time. Things Bad things only happen at night when we can't see in the corners or the recesses of our of our basements or of our rooms. Like so Just like you were saying, Paul, right, that everything hides in the shadows. So when there's light, when there's no shadows, we should not be scared, right? So he eases us in. We feel comfortable. We're like, all right, nothing is happening in this scene. And boom, scare after freaking scare. Like the the one with the laundry is a great example of that. What the hell, right? Like, what are you doing, James? Why are you scaring the crap out of me? And it's daytime. Oh, man. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'm jealous of Carson and Ben who got to watch this for the first time <laughs> because I remember watching it and just being thrilled because if you think about 
the movies that used to scare us back in the day, right? Again, Nightmare on Elm Street. You go back and watch Nightmare on Elm Street. It does not hold up. At one point, Freddy, uh, Freddy's chasing somebody up the stairs, and I kid you not, the 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 main the main protagonist, the girl, waits at the top of the stairs from the basement, waits for him to get really close, and then hits him with the door, and he falls down the stairs of the basement. It's just funny. It's hilarious, right? And it, it just doesn't hold. So we're we're so used, to, and we could look at the '90s, and uh, I know what you did last summer. Um, what's the other one? Um, the one with the um, the phone calls coming from inside the room. Uh, or inside the house scream scream yeah thank you so you yeah. think about those being scary like james one what he does is he completely like those are those are kids movies now those those movies are no longer scary to anybody after watching the conjuring i absolutely love james one and what he's done and again making you feel safe and then scaring the crap out of you in those moments is absolutely brilliant um but i think the scariest part for me, would probably be the clapping scene, right? <laughs> so the mom hears the, the girls playing the clap game. She gets up. You're supposed to be in bed. It's late. And she goes into <laughs> each and each of their beds, and they're all in their bed sleeping. And she hears the clap again downstairs coming from the living room or something. She hears footsteps running around, girl, uh, like a little girl kind of um, giggling. Uh, and it's leading her to the basement. All the lights go out, right? And she's trying to, what was who uses matches? Like, <laughs> see what I mean? Who uses matches? Who uses what matches? the hell? Is that it's not amazing. like the second time too? Like Ron Livingston went down there with matches as well? Yeah. And they have flashlights. Flashlights <laughs> yeah. exist in this they, universe. They 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 flashlights they the matches and the flashlights are right next to each other, but they take the matches. Oh yeah. my God. I did not realize that. You're shitting me. No, no, I'm, jo- I'm just kidding. No, no, no. He's joking. He's joking. But still, yeah. Like, um, come on, guys. <laughs> and I love yes. that they kept, um, like, you don't know, again, watching it now and watching it again, I knew what was going to happen. But in the moment, how they kept panning between her face, the mom's face, and looking down the stairs to the basement, the, like all the shadows. I thought something was going to come up running up the stairs. I didn't I was not expecting the clap next to the ear out of the darkness. And there was like three or four times where they panned back and forth between, until we finally got that incredibly scary friggin' scene. I was so, so happy watching it again. I'm like, this is amazing. He's There's brilliant. so much Absolutely glee on brilliant. Carlos's face right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love so this movie. To clarify one of your comments, Carlos, this was actually not the first time I saw it. Um, I did watch it right when it first came out and I completely forgot it. And so when I was rewatching it, I kind of was almost like rewatching it for the first time. But every time there were certain memorable scenes, especially that clap scene, after I, like, I didn't see it coming, but then after I saw it, I was like, oh, now I remember this. I've seen this before, but it was a long enough time that I wasn't anticipating like I did. It was basically as if I was watching it fresh for the first time. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I apologize, but like, yeah, it's a such a such a good scare, such a good scare. And to be the um, the dissenting opinion here, um, <laughs> I don't disagree with anything you guys say. Like the best way that I can sum up The Conjuring is, I didn't like it but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Um, it's just like not my particular movie. So like I respect the technique. I respect the the style of it. It's just the type of thing where it's like, it seemed very based on jump scares. And as soon as the jump scare is gone, it's like, and I'm not going to pretend they don't scare me because it's like, yeah, I do get spooked in the moment. But as soon as it's done, then it's like, okay, it happened. And now there's nothing left for me. So 
I would say at the end of the day, like <laughs> the characters didn't get me enough invested in the story that it actually made me care about whether something happened to them. I was actually, this makes me sound like an evil person, but semi disappointed <laughs> that no one died at the end. Cause I was fully expecting that. Um, and it was just like, to be fair, a lot of people have died already. Right. <laughs> and that was my favorite part. My favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it's making me sound really bad right now. Um, but when they start going I into the backstory of like the witch and like how she like killed herself at a certain time, I was like, I loved that backstory. That was fun. Yeah. Um, anytime Ed was trying to explain the paranormal, that's where the movie started to lose me a bit. Like there was one scene where he said, Oh, three knocks in the night from a door means they're trying to insult the Holy Trinity. I was like, I don't think God's going to be insulted by your door banging on there. Um, but yeah, that stuff lost me a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. That So actually, that's, I think that's a matter of perspective. But well, you, you mentioned it already, but that is a matter of perspective. Because like for me, um, like the whole spiritual, like demonic angle or that, that, that side of it is what makes it more scary for me. Because like slashers, I don't that's fine scream um jason like it's a knife it's a real thing i can see it i can punch a killer in the face i cannot punch a demon so like that kind of and i was also like it's a bit of like how i was raised i was like raised catholic so like i believe in like god and like like, both sides of it right so it makes it it's it's a little more real for me i mean maybe i'm a little skeptical of like demons and stuff although i it there is a fear in the back of my head, which is what makes these a lot more scary for me than anything else. So, I mean, like, I don't blame you, Carson, for not being as scared of that stuff or, like, the context that Ed and Lorraine Warren um, give in the movies, which, I mean, in the other ones, some of that, it does get kind of, like, I, I felt, like, a little maybe cheesy even for at certain parts, but, I mean, it's it's still all within that realm and it's all still scary to me. And I should mention, I usually love spiritual stuff. Like all the background that comes in the movie Constantine, like I know that's less (laughs) of a horror movie, but like I love that type of world building and background and all that spiritual stuff. It it was particularly like Ed's delivery of it that I felt wasn't written. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. So it's more the actor and in his, his take on how to, how to say the lines around. Yeah. The, the I thought Lorraine pieces. did well. Like she, the stuff that she yeah. explained and the stuff that she was involved in, I could buy her character. The rest of the characters, I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Cause Ed is the more like real, like more grounded in reality. He's like a, where Lorraine is like the psychic and she has, I mean, especially in the later movie, she has like, it, it's, she has powers basically. Like superpowers. <laughs> yeah, superpowers. Yeah. In the third movie, I think she picks out the the right knife and yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. which one was a murder weapon? It's like a yeah, party and then trick. That, that gets like the police to decide. Okay, we're gonna help these random people that walked into our station talking about demons. <laughs> but anyways, that's a whole say, other. So there's there's two things I want to mention there. One again, where James Wan does a brilliant job. So typically in these movies. There's this one big scare, and then it's off to the next scene, right? It's okay, we're back to a safe, or it's off, back to a safe space. And what he does, like with the clapping scene, we we get the clapping scene where the mom again is trapped in the basement, and the the clap happens, and then we're supposed to be okay. You know, we got our big scare. That's that's done. We can we can start to kind of 
sigh and then start to breathe normally. But then we're back to the girls and then all the haunting that's happening with them and, and like the little girls knocking on and knocking her head against the armoire or whatever that that closet thing is. And, um, you know, she brings it back into the bed and like, hey, just the, the sister's like, just stay with me tonight. And then the knocking still continues. And then, you know, she looks up and there's the the demon thing. And then it's it, it, like, we're supposed to be safe, folks. Why? What the hell? Right. So that's that's one thing. And then the other thing I'll say to Carson's point, everything does become a lot less scary once it once the thing is revealed. Right. Or to a certain degree. Uh, it's a reason why I like Jaws, right? Like Jaws is is classic, you know, scary movie from the 70s. I think the infamously the shark was only on 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 um, on the screen for like four minutes, I think, in total, which is crazy. The movie's what, an hour and a half, an hour, and 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we're supposed to be most scared of and did genuinely scare an entire, uh, I think, generation uh, from not going to the beach. But um, the fact that it was only on screen for like four minutes really tells uh, says something. And then I, that's why I love James Wan. He doesn't show, well, at least in The Conjuring, doesn't show <laughs> the thing or yeah. the thing that's scary. <laughs> Once we get to Annabelle, it becomes a little bit different, especially around the yeah. end. Uh, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about how endings in horror movies are a bit of a mess anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going back to like on that note um, and – with my confusion, I talked about when we were preparing for this that I had confused the conjuring with insidious uh, for two reasons. Number one, what's it, Patrick Wilson? What's his name? The main guy? Yeah, it's oh, Patrick, yeah. Patrick something. Wilson. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. right. Yeah, Patrick Wilson. So he's the main character in both of these move, uh, like these horror franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was more gung ho about watching Insidious, not realizing that we were talking about the conjuring. And uh, because Insidious is a lot, I mean, it's similar. It's also scary, but less scary. It's also James Wan, but he also shows a lot more in Insidious. Like it he has does. like the whole red face. The red demon. face. Yeah. Which I mean, it, it's scary, but then the mid, like the second you see him, it's a, it's a jump scare, but you see him and it's like a clown. Like um, it's completely gone. Like there's no fear <laughs> at all. Um and it is something that you get into a lot more in like the later Conjuring movies, Annabelle, especially that we will actually be talking about. But um, yeah, I mean, the, I, I think that there's a lot more subtlety in the first Conjuring, um, which, which adds to the, the experience. <clears throat> I got a bit of some fun trivia if y'all want to hear it. Cause I wanted to, to, to kind of catch some of like the behind the scenes or the eggs the Easter eggs of um, of the movie. So uh, funny enough, so Joseph Bashara, who's known as the composer, having done the the music for Insidious and the Conjuring universe, um, he has actually played uh, Bathsheba. So he was the the demon in that, and he's also I think the red face guy, the demonic guy in Insidious. Oh, yeah. So he plays that role. So on top of doing the music, he's also on the screen as well, playing these these hideous demons um there's some neat stuff around like the with the conjuring how the in the post credits i don't know if you guys stick around to see like the the still shots of like the cemetery uh there's a <laughs> fraction where the cross and one of the the headstones flips upside down that's kind of a neat no. call out yeah that's pretty neat um in annabelle the uh where they live the higgins where they live is 307 gardner road and time uh, where the or, where the clock stop was 307 yeah that was pretty neat mm. 
um in uh, the the conjuring uh, the place where rory hides you can see um the nun so already setting up little easter eggs for what's coming up and the stuff that james wan is doing you could see so, the nun in the first conjuring you can you can see balak um it's in um i'll i'll post a I'll send you a, a, a still image, but you can see the nun in one of the pictures where Rory hides. Just again, starting to plant the seeds of 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 how he's building out this universe. It's so brilliant. Um, the other part is the real Lorraine is uh, the the Lorraine Warren, the real person, because this is based on real people, right? Ed and Lorraine yeah. are real people. Uh, the real Lorraine Warren is in one of the one of the scenes where uh, they're talking at a at a university. And so they do a shot of the the crowd and the real Lorraine is sitting there. So I thought that was really cool for them to oh, include nice. the real people on there. Um, what else? You can actually see the Annabelle doll and Annabelle in one of the last scenes in the shop when she's going to. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I think there's some other stuff going on there. But um, yeah, those are those are some of the neat things that I, I, um, I wanted to look up because I know James Wan loves to do this, right? He loves to include pieces of it's like when the avengers the guy uh the guy who worked on um what's it called um what's that tv show called not modern family the avengers tv or like the marvel tv show yeah like the 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 no the um, the movies he he uh, he likes to incorporate stuff from arrested development so you can see the arrested development truck in one of the scenes in the airport scene when in civil war oh right so like they, he, they like to include. So I love James Wan because he lo- he loves to include bits and pieces of the things that he's thinking of, and also things that he's worked on into some of his movies. Cool, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I was going to yeah, save he... this question later, but since you brought it up, I I'm going to ask this question of you guys: the nun in story. How does that actually connect to Ed and Lorraine, and like like any of these other things? I'm gonna have to let Carlos answer that one because <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. really remember. I watched so, the Nun, but I don't know the exact connection. From what I remember, and I'm sure there's listeners out there going, "No, that's not what it is, <laughs> <laughs> you idiot." Um, I believe the demon Valak is the one who's actually um, shown as the Nun, um, and the demon Valak is also the one that manipulates Annabelle. So I think there's shots of of um in one of the the uh one of the annabelle movies him holding and there's a connection between the two different demons of Bisha- of um Bishaba and um and Dalek. so that's that's the connection there so there's um there's a bunch of demons and ed and lorraine uh, have encountered Valak in the past technically in the timeline of things and um and uh it, there's there's that connection with annabelle yeah, I I remember. So this is going into like the second one, the second Conjuring. The nun starts showing up a lot more. Yeah, I don't remember chronologically. If, is the second Conjuring supposed to be after the first one? Uh, like yeah, it's linear, right? Yeah, okay. the nun yeah. I think comes first, back in the forties, thirties. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like the 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 time period where the nun movie is set. That, yeah, that's so... like a lot older than everything else. Yeah, so the nun starts in 52, and then it's Annabelle creation at 58, Annabelle in 1970, The Conjuring then starts at 1971. Right. And then, so uh, in The Conjuring 2, the nun starts appearing more and more as like a direct antagonist to Ed and Lorraine Warren. She's like kind of, uh, the sense I got is like she's kind of targeting them specifically. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, she's also um, involved with this other British family that's being uh, haunted and possessed. Um, and then the th third one, third Conjuring, she's not in, but by that point, there's like two nun movies already. Yeah. I think the third one's more around um, that one daughter that was uh, part of the, uh, the the occult of the Rams. I forget yes. what the actual, and uh, she's the one who's who's possessing whatever and messing things up. Yeah. Once yeah. we get to the third one, it has nothing to do with anything that's happened so far, other than the fact that there's a connection between the the cults of um, what are they called? Something of the Ram. Uh, Y'all remember? Like I that. forget. Yeah. <laughs> no. Whatever the Were they only ones that have disciples of the Rams or something. Made. They mentioned disciples it in the Rams. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we're we're starting to get into Annabelle ter territory. Should yeah. We... Uh, my last <laughs> okay, comment good. I'll make on that one is, uh, uh, of the good things I do like about these movies, I do like that the whole connectedness and the fact that it feels like a bigger universe. I like that Ed and Lorraine's little Indiana Jones room where it's like all these little things from the various <laughs> adventures. Mm -hmm. So I, I liked that and I liked that it kind of opened things up. Um, yeah, that part was fun. Hello, can we can we spend some time, Ben? Uh, ben, I'd, I'd be curious about to, to get your opinion on this. If you're a demonologist or mm -hmm. uh, a collector, an, mm -hmm. an aficionado of all demon things, yep. do you think your basement is the best place to keep this stuff you know here's the crazy thing about it and it it reminded me of the movie ghostbusters okay you, you know because they end up with that containment pod full of ghosts and it's a real you just don't have a choice right you're the ghostbusters debunked. you have the ghost <laughs> container yeah they you don't explain, have a choice Ryan. there are no other choices no, there. Was, I think there's plenty of choices. First of all, I mean, what? you could just bury those things in the yard or something. <laughs> no, I, I actually bought into these. Are the sort of things that you bury and things dig them up. Okay, you cannot. Uh, it's better fair. to actively monitor them than just let Slimer run around the hotel and eat <laughs> all the food. I do feel like it'd be a little bit different if you have a kid and your kid is living in your house. But that was one of the line. Like as I mentioned, they had cheesy lines, but the ones where Ed was saying he's like hey you can't destroy these things they're out in the world we would rather have them here and like be able to manage them appropriately than just like let them sit out there i actually bought that i was like okay that's fine my problem with that though is immediately debunked right because what happens in the conjuring later on the locks don't do anything folks right the demon is able to <laughs> vpn into their house <laughs> unlock the door get annabelle for some reason and put him and, and then the little girl is like where's mom is that you dad like and, and she has access to that basement the locks are for nothing immediately whatever wh whatever thoughts they had around containment and essentially this demon prison they got going on in their basement <laughs> is automatically <laughs> gone because that's what it is it's the demon prison yeah it's true I, again what do you do do you stick the demon prison with someone else does yeah. that become someone else's <laughs> demon prison? Who do you get to take on the demon prison once, you know, you don't have a demon prison all of a sudden. 
the right? church. You imprison one <laughs> demon, right? And you're like, Actually, we've we- got this guy. He, he doesn't even give a shit. He just stays in his little popcorn machine. You know, like that's what he likes. <laughs> uh, and then you get like two or three other pretty nonviolent demons. And then you got a collection and no one wants like five demons. You know, the priest isn't going to be like, wait, you got like five of them? No, we'll take one demon. Get out of here. Five. And, <laughs> and then Lorraine also just... has superpowers, so it's fine. She's probably picking yeah. up demons left and right, too. She goes out of the grocery store. Two to three demons come home. Like, let's put them in there. The milk was haunted. I can't believe it. Again. <laughs> Again. I, I, I need a that's... fridge container. For, for yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got to fix that fridge. All right. <laughs> Third body this month. I'm <laughs> sick of having to bring him back here. Because the store clerk's a dick. Isn't that what happens, though, in one of the later Annabelles, where, like, the the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren goes into that room and she, like, sets Annabelle free or something? Which I think lends to the point of they shouldn't be there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's um, I funny enough, what I will say is about the Annabelle movies is the second movie, the second Annabelle movie, not to get into Annabelle quite just yet, but the second one's really freaking good. Um, so I have thoughts about the first one, um, and we'll get we'll get into that when we get there. But um, the second one's I really, really feel good. like we're uh, we're really edging this <laughs> Annabelle movie. Like, oh, wait, well before we uh, before we talk well, about what, uh, wait before what uh, I'm hoping wait, happens wait, here. Uh, is y'all have fun with this, and then we keep, you know, we're 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 teasing these other movies, and obviously I just <laughs> want to make Carson and Ben watch these other movies. Oh, That's gosh. my goal here because those other yeah, movies are, yeah, that we are just up as fun. Have a follow up. Not as scary like, though, for for what it's worth. They definitely yeah. are not as scary. Like speaking from experience, for Conjuring two and three, uh-huh. Conjuring three is a little more gets a little more funny. Um, <laughs> Just because that's the one with the court case, like, like yeah. really quick. At the danger of going too far off topic, it's this guy who like he gets possessed because his little brother was possessed. So he offered himself to the demon so he would leave his brother alone. And then the demon makes him kill his landlord. Um, uh, his landlord just, was getting a little handsy, though, with his wife. Yeah, they were like his, him and his girlfriend or wife were dancing. And so it leaves it like it could be a question of like, oh, was he really possessed or what did he just get jealous, right? So like there's a court case and then <laughs> the part that made me laugh is um, in the courtroom, they're like, he's g- giving his his plea or the, the defense attorney is giving his plea and they're like, we plead not guilty for the cause of demonic possession. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember oh, wow. thinking like, this is so irresponsible if it's like if thinking in real life like yeah what lawyer is act... like what trump lawyer is out there <laughs> you know? yeah. like with a straight are... face my client did not do that do this because he was de- like possessed, possessed by a demon yeah straight to jail <laughs> like... this all but sounds I... more interesting to me by the way <laughs> all right and before okay so before we get to Annabelle, uh one other thing I wanted to talk about is like the powers that the the demons have, uh, because I think I was picking on something there that they kind of hint at, and I don't. I wanted to get your take on it. Like in a lot of ways, is it 
that they don't actually touch anybody and they just kind of spook you into <laughs> like falling or tripping or, you know, stabbing yourself accidentally or, you know, it shows you a vision that requires that you cut their symbol in your arm, but you're doing it. Uh, and it's more just the trickery of showing you things and, and a little bit of telekinesis. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's like, a lot of telekinesis happening for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, they can manipulate objects uh, is a big thing that they can do. And they seem to every now and then be able to move people. Uh, but like, but it's like gradual, right? Well, yes, yeah. because that's part of their tiered, uh, right? <laughs> Infestation, oppression. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, yeah, those are actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I watched the movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Infestation, <laughs> oppression, and the one where they actually possession. Possession, right, the yeah. three stages, uh, and yeah, it, it was uh, something that was really fascinating. Was all the different ways that they uh, like would like the different kinds of oppression that would occur, and like the different ways that people can be made uncomfortable. And again, that slow burn, like ew, everything's gross. And then also, I think they play around with something there with giving bruises to the mother, yeah. because immediately, because we're watching a horror movie you worry that Ron Livingston's doing something mm. and that, that like that there's a specter the because there's the husband. Yes. Cause there's always some sort of darker element of it in these movies. It's that there's a darker element that occurred in the past and now it's, you know, latching onto these regular old folks, which is also kind of an interesting thing for horror films that like there's pure innocence uh, being attacked here, you know, they don't go off in the woods and bone on prom night in these movies, <laughs> you know, like they're just a small, uh, you know, they're just a small family trying to get a good deal on a house and they just get just effed, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, catching, beware, catching, right? yeah, catching the wildest strays <laughs> of all time over here, this family. Uh, just because a witch that's super metal uh, went out <laughs> hard at three oh seven in the morning, can, can you imagine? Like, because like, is anyone else picturing the same thing that she killed her kid or made the maid kill her kid? Yeah. Uh, and then went outside, climbed up on top of that branch, said, "Hail Satan! Anybody tries to get my <laughs> land, they're fucked." And then just jumped off, snapped her own neck, and died hanging from that tree. Right? Like, that's what happened? That's legit what happened, yeah. in the morning? 3.07. Like, what? That's what I was saying. That's my favorite part of the movie. That's like, it's that's insane. what I enjoyed. When someone actually died. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, no S that's going to cause the haunting of a, a thing, man. You do that? Like, guarantee you do something also i did not like the number of times that people just appeared to jump at someone and then like dematerialized into dust or whatever yeah uh like i don't like that yeah. i don't like that at all <laughs> agree with that. and it it's led to an interesting thing that i'm not sure about now uh y'all got kids right many of your kids just oh, man. pause in front of me and then start to run towards me it's on site i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> i don't know what's gonna if they like go or 
yeah. you know, and their hands go up, I'm I'm dodging. Like I'm I'm they're not getting a hug. I'm running. <laughs> like Well, Paula, your 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 little girl's not walking yet, right? No, no, it'll she's be some time. Not yeah, even she's one six years months? old yet. Six she is six, uh, February now, so coming up on seven. Okay. Yeah, so about a year is when they start to walk. You know, you could be a proud parent if they do it before, right? You, you get to show that off. Um, but what oh, I will say gosh. is, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that, that's the thing is like, if my kids started walking at 10 months, that's, it's a, it's a real kind of parent milestone that they like to lord over other parents. My kids were normies <laughs> and walked at 12 months, like the rest of the folks. All right. So um, start, start working their yeah. legs like this at night, Paul, I'll get, get them ready. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> yeah, my, in the pitch block room. my point yeah. being is that, um, that's a real thing, Ben. That's a legit a real thing. I can't tell you I'm sure. how many day, how many nights. It's like two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm sound asleep. I mean, I looked at Carson and then to confirm have, this. You've got to get up and you got to work their little no, legs yeah. so that they're going to be able to be the No, no, the no. It's, a, it's like two or three o'clock in the morning and in the pitch dark, right up on my face, I'll hear, Dada, Dada. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what, what the fuck? Get out of here! What is, I, oh man, I've I've had to restrain myself from punching because that's my my initial instinct <laughs> is to yeah like all of a sudden human face next to me and my my brain oh, hasn't wow. had the time to realize that it's my son. Um, he just had a bad dream or you know he needed a, the, my favorite is um I need more water. <laughs> it's like dude, it's three o'clock in the morning. What do you mean you need more water? It's like my my water bottle is empty. <laughs> like, oh my I don't God. have the water. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, uh, so that yeah, has not happened thing. to me yet. Um, I am gonna step in here with unsolicited parent advice. Do not try to make your kid walk before they're ready. That can damage their hips. Make them walk when they're ready. You know. Oh. Don't don't be one of those parents. <laughs> anyway, that that uh, what you've described, Carlos. I. I know it's going to happen at some point. It has not happened yet. Um, thankfully, my girl, when she goes to bed, like she has never even got out of her crib, even though we took the wall down. Uh, but I am fully expecting that that's going to happen fairly soon because she can walk and she can open doors. So it's only a matter of time that she learns to walk down the hallway and into the room. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I, I hope I don't punch her in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite is I had my, my nephew... Um, uh, sleeping over so he had a sleepover with my other son toby at the time and they were about seven and it was four o'clock in the morning and i wake up because you know i don't know about you guys but i always, i've always had a really good sense of like the pressure change in the room because there's another body inside the room um and so like i've always been like i just wake up normal like i'm like what i feel like there's something in the room kind of thing and sure enough there's my nephew and it's pitch dark. All I see is a silhouette of a little kid that I'm not used to seeing, right? Because he's, he's <laughs> sleeping over. So I know it's not Toby. And I know it's not Wesley. And Felix at the time was um, non-existent, I don't think. Um, but, and he's he's like, Tio, which is the, the the Spanish word for uncle. He's like, Tio, Tio. I'm like, dude, what? what, what ah, what's going on? He goes, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's four o'clock in the morning how are you hungry and why are you freaking me the f out uh, <laughs> so like, what do you want what do you want make make you some burgers <laughs> four o'clock in the morning dude uh when i was watching the conjuring for this uh i had my baby monitor next to me and she was asleep and then there was a scene when there was something quiet happening and all of a sudden i hear this little like baby talking 
and I thought that it was part of the contract, but it was just my daughter talking in her sleep. Uh, so yeah, maybe don't watch these movies with a baby monitor beside you. <laughs> or when you have a baby in general. Um, <laughs> this is a lot, this comes into play a lot more with Annabelle, um, considering my, my daughter is around the same age and size as the baby in Annabelle. Oh my God. So that, <laughs> that definitely made things awesome. worse. <laughs> Maybe that's a good um, segue into Annabelle. Maybe yeah. one of us should explain yeah, the movie. Yeah. Annabelle. yeah, there you go. Um, who wants to, uh, Carson or Carlos, do you want to take a stab at, uh, I'll let Carson take, again, I like the, uh, the <laughs> people who haven't seen it and have lived and I love hearing their, their, their perspective of it. <laughs> yeah. So plot wise, Annabelle, uh, beginning of the conjuring movie they have like as you said that little horror short where they introduce the, the doll annabelle um the movie annabelle is basically the events before that horror short um it follows a new mother and father who have a little kid uh for some reason the mom is uh into collecting creepy dolls um <laughs> and there's like what would you call those like satanists uh, living next door that I can't remember what actually happened. Either they murdered somebody or they tried to murder the family. And as a result of that action, they ended up killing themselves and the demon went from them into the Annabelle doll. Um, and basically the, the demon that lives in the doll kind of tortures them or wants to take the soul of the baby, I guess. Um, wants to take I, a soul period, right? Regardless of what, what it is. Yeah, and they establish some rules around, you know, they can't just take a soul. A soul has to be offered to them. At some part, they say something about, like, oh, a baby can't offer their soul. So I don't know what that means. Um, I did text you guys while or just finishing in the movie that this was one of the funnier movies that I've seen in a while. And it was it was just one of those things, and I can't remember what line of dialogue it is, but within the first, like, five minutes, the writing was just so bad that I was completely out of it. So at that point I was watching it sarcastically that none of it was scary. <laughs> and I was just like laughing at the characters. Um, and yeah, it just like for all the good things you can say about the conjuring in terms of it's well-made James Wan does a good job. Like I'm sure there's maybe some decent scares in this, but like it's just not a very well-written movie and I'll make the bold statement uh, referencing back to our early conversation about asylum movies if horror movies are on a spectrum from Asylum to Conjuring, I would say Annabelle is probably right in the middle. Like, it's definitely not an Asylum movie. It's not that bad. Um, but it is drastically different in terms of quality and writing and acting than The Conjuring. And so for me, like, again, The Conjuring is not a movie that I typically enjoyed, but I respected it. I understood, like, I recognize it as a well-made movie. Annabelle is not that. Um, so I was like, I was just waiting for like a little doll to run across like a hallway floor at some point, which unfortunately we never got. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess oh, I was just, you want out to see the Chucky like animation. Of yeah. The... Yeah. I was yeah. Okay. For that. I gotcha. <laughs> for, for me, for Annabelle is a little more about the, the characters that I didn't, it's not that I didn't like them, but I thought they were kind of odd. Uh, like there's small nitpicky things like for, for the mother, I'm not judging a mother or mothers, but this one in particular, the lady in the movie, she, I just kept, I couldn't get over the fact that she kept leaving her baby everywhere to do things like, 
Right, right. Like, sure, maybe your baby can't crawl or walk, but you don't leave your baby in an apartment and then go, like, down an elevator into a storage room <laughs> to do things it's and the 70s, expect man. everything's going to be fine. I guess, yeah, I guess, maybe. I don't know. This is just, for me, like, with a baby... I could not imagine doing that. Like, I can't even leave my baby on a changing pad to wash yeah. my hands in the next room without, like, freaking out. But the mother does this constantly. And uh, there's another one where she, like, she leaves her baby, like, next to a bookshelf. And then she goes into a different room. And then the demon, like, locks the door and starts throwing books off the bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. The baby. Um, and, like, she lets, like, the stroller goes into the into the road um it's a lot of that so that kind of took me out of it a little bit and then also um another character is the the bookshop lady um who i think mm -hmm. she, she's supposed to be a bit of a red herring um yeah. but she like takes an immediate interest in the the couple with the child because they've just moved in she seems already odd a lot and she's kind of I don't know. She's just really invested in their lives out of nowhere. Um, and then she ends up being like close friends with the mom. And then spoiler alert again, at the end, she like gives her soul to the demon to save the mom and the baby at the end. And that kind of just came out of like, I know that it she really said it came up out of left field. Yeah. It she did. like, she set it up with like, she lost her daughter before and she like has this history um, and she still has a purpose, but then like, in the climax, it's like everything's happening, and then the the lady just kind of walks into the room, takes the doll, and is like, "Okay, I'll save you guys now." <laughs> I laughed at that point. I legitimately yeah. laughed. <laughs> this is my purpose. <laughs> I would have liked, um, in order to kind of cement some of that, and uh, in some imagery around maybe her, uh, a vision of her daughter standing somewhere, or do you know what I mean? Something to. To represent, like, like you really come out of yeah. yeah, yeah. It really came. It really seemed like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take one for the team here randomly. Um, <laughs> person I met yeah. just a few days ago. I'm gonna sacrifice my life. You know, I got a, I got a bookstore this, and people who rely the, on me. Uh, <laughs> the ending of this movie is tested like absolute trash, and uh, <laughs> we need to make sure these people live. So. Yeah. I also like. I, did anyone else pick up on the fact that she literally uses the words that Patrick Wilson uses in The Conjuring to describe like what kind of entity that they're dealing with, and the type of industry that the demonologists are in? Like, they hit on like almost direct quotes from the first movie when describing it, uh, which was kind of funny because. It, they did it so directly, I kind of thought they were foreshadowing that the uh, the folks were going to show up in this story. So I felt like I was pretty safe the whole time because they hadn't shown up yet. Uh, Interesting. You know, because I was like, okay, well, it, like I didn't think anyone major would die because they hadn't really shown up yet. So like they haven't shown up. I was like, yeah, like Adam yeah. Lorraine. You mean? Yeah, Ed and Lorraine. Yeah, because yeah. Ed and Lorraine hadn't shown up. I'm like, well, it can't be resolved. And then they, I realized <laughs> they were wrapping it up, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess they they're not in this. Uh, also, well, yeah, because, I want to say because they uh, show right in the beginning of Conjuring that their first encounter with Annabelle happens with the the nurses. Right? Oh, so it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. This is how Annabelle got her start. Right, right, right. The, this is before that. Okay, game. that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, technically, uh, that happens before in creation. Well, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did notice a commonality, and I made a joke. Uh, what do the Conjuring, Annabelle, and Antonio Banderas have in common? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Sons, lock up your mothers. <laughs> Wait, Antonio Banderas? Yeah, because oh. he's a lady killer. Oh, just, okay. Like he's, he's real, he's real, I like how uncomfortable like cool. Carson is right now. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, ultimate demon possession by bait in these movies are moms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, like, watch out. Demons are coming for your moms. Like, even if you 100%. think it's coming for the baby, nope, yeah. it's coming for the mom. Swerve. <laughs> that was just to get at the mom. What's up, mom? Psych. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh oh, this is another thing that bummed me out about this movie. Okay, and I don't know if everyone picked up on this, but like, I, Carson, you touched on it. Like that fucking doll isn't ever not just a doll in the whole fucking movie. It technically <laughs> is at the beginning before no, it gets possessed. It, no, 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 Carlos. Here's the thing. No, it is a doll, and then it is. It's an indicator that that demon is around. And that demon likes using it when showing sure, off yeah. its nonsense, right? It Because there's that one scene that I think we all laughed at, all right? <laughs> and it's when Annabelle levitates uh, off the ground yeah. and <laughs> then rotates to the camera. And behind it, you can see the demon and just behind it, and it's supposed <laughs> to be very scary. You can tell it's supposed to be super, super scary, but for a, you're scared for like a nanosecond, and then you're like, huh. So that's what it looks like. Huh. <laughs> and yeah. then my mind goes to immediately, oh, wait, we're watching a thing play with a doll. <laughs> like this is a scary demon from hell that's like this is my jaw <laughs> i levitate my jaw oh you think you could see your baby but the jaw fell in the way you know like eventually this demon thousand years old and i've been born in the seventh layer of hell like <laughs> you like, make fun of it now but tonight <laughs> as you're Turning off the light in your bathroom before you enter your room. There's a dog. silhouette in the corner that yeah. looks a little dude, bit dude, like. Don't even talk to me about any of this, okay? <laughs> One of those action <laughs> figures on the wall I, behind you. Yeah. Yeah. I am in a house with dolls right now. I grew up <laughs> in a country home with dolls. Uh, I literally saw the Amityville Horror, which I've now realized is the same freaking couple uh, <laughs> as the basis for that movie, too. Yeah. Uh, and then had to spend time at my grandmother's place in a room with what? Dolls. Uh, <laughs> immediately after having seen that movie. And I was like a teenager. Like, not an old teenager. Uh, with the, and it would like start singing, you know, randomly. And when you enter into a room, and then when I left, it would stop ringing. Yeah, my oh. my wife's um my wife's mom has a lot of those kind of historical classical dolls in in what they call the sitting room, oh, and uh, for Christmas they gave nice. us a um a Christmas uh it's almost like an elf but it's it's like elf size like a one to one ratio of what an elf would be like, and I'm <laughs> sorry, 
Sorry, wait. Don't go too fast. So what? what's like, because when you say elf to me, I picture something that's like three feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like three feet tall. It's a three foot tall elf. Yeah. Like a, like a doll. It's, it's raggedy. Right. It's, it's, it's floppy, but we put it out, but I'm like, I, I don't want this demonic looking thing. Cause I've watched him growing up. Sure. I love scary movies, right? I've watched Chucky and watch, um, the nightmare on Elm street. One of my favorite movies growing up. Um, so I've, I've been, I, I, I've been prepared to, uh, deny any kind of doll ish kind of thing into the house so when we were gifted i'm putting this in air quotes <laughs> gifted this this elf christmas doll the thing that i thought was uh no thank you <laughs> right what do you mean <laughs> and she's like it's not that bad and i immediately grabbed it and it's like what if i do this and then i slowly twisted its head and to look at her and she's like all right all right <laughs> immediately right it does it not did... take much for dolls to be creepy yeah <laughs> Let's give but it human it, features. <laughs> what? Did it look like this one where it was like cut straight out of the trash and yet they kept it and never decided to clean it? No. Just... <laughs> I have a note on that. Carson, <laughs> I see you smiling. I, I did thoughts, appreciate man. that a couple times in the movie, like when he first, the husband first buys the doll and she's like, oh, this is a collector's item. We've been looking for it everywhere. And it's a hideous looking <laughs> doll. And then like at the end of the movie, there's an old grandma. She's like, oh, my, my young daughter would love this like no your granddaughter would not love this creepy looking doll um yeah. if you look at what the actual annabelle doll looks like i could buy people yeah. wanting to get that doll but not the it's creepy looking end, man yeah it's yeah. a raggedy ann doll it's just a standard ass it's super spooky i'm sure you've seen the clips of the like lorraine actually talking about that doll uh and she is legit scared of this Raggedy Ann doll and the things that it did. Uh, and it, it's, it's spooky. It's legit spooky. Like, like outside of the movie spooky for like what it's worth. Like she, she is legit scared. Like, I don't think people are just that good an actor and not <laughs> in Hollywood already, you know, like, that was someone like, I think this doll murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> like <laughs> that's legit. So uh, do you think the movie would have been better off if they just had used an, like a, a, a replica of their original doll rather than this obviously created creepy doll for the movie? I think it would have been I creepier. Have theory. See, and I have a theory and I wanted to ask you guys about this. So, my theory is one, they made it creepier just to make it creepier, right? For the sake of it being more demonic looking and uh, yeah. more for the audience to be afraid of. Kind but of I also, like Chucky's kid. Yeah, a little bit, or it's mom, right? Or at the very least. Sure. Um, but I think there's a component to this that there's a lot of people out there with Raggedy Ann dolls. And there's a large collector's market, a lot of money for people who are trying to sell these Raggedy Ann dolls. This Gondry movie took off. Right. It was very popular. Mm. And we knew that the doll was going to be the, the Annabelle is going to be the next thing. And it's had three movies since my my theory is that they specifically didn't make it the Raggedy Ann doll because it was going to interfere with some of the marketing stuff that might either is happening or will happen in the future around the Raggedy Ann doll. No free that, promotions for Raggedy Ann. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no, no yeah, negative well, promotions. Don't, yeah. Don't yeah. tank oh, yeah. our IP. Yeah, uh, this doesn't right? fit parody law. We do not consent. 
<laughs> you having our doll in this thing. Oh, that's because f you guys, one hundred percent. Yeah, to Carlos's point, like we want, we might want to sell these again sometime, guys. We don't need <laughs> yeah. this to be the haunted doll. That's not our market. We don't want to go to you know, Gorefest or whatever. <laughs> uh, By the way. I don't know if y'all, I mean, one thing that I've done having watched movies like this and, and like, I love the based in, in true story, which is like somewhat loosely based, right? A lot of this yeah. stuff. Um, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some of it, unfortunately, not so much loosely, but the point being is that there's an entire market. You go to eBay and actually buy haunted relics, which is super weird to me. You can go, yeah, you can go right now. There's a market for this stuff, guys. Ew. For those interested, I have I don't have, I, do it. I, I've even done Ouija board in my home, but you can go to eBay right now and look Yo. up some haunted relics that you can actually nope. legitimately buy. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to type that into my computer, <laughs> sir. Like that's how much I don't want that business around me. Oh, I love it. Nah, uh Oh man, I will say. Okay, so having not watched any of the other movies. If, like, let's say they haven't done it yet, but, like, some movie down the road, if they, like, just replace Annabelle with a fully CGI Annabelle, don't tell anybody, and then she just kind of turns to the camera and blows you a kiss, <laughs> uh, I would just shit my pants. Like, I would fully <laughs> shit my pants because it's just a doll. Like, the thing that, okay, they did it at the end of the movie because we're talking about everything. They did it at the end of the movie where they they've returned to the you know she's back in the cage in their basement uh spoilers. the popcorn machine i think we yeah, established back it. back in the popcorn machine <laughs> back in it the zoltan machine from big uh, <laughs> uh so she's back in it and they just show the shot of like and it's just a long shot and it's just a long ass shot and you can see Annabelle and nothing else is there and you can see her and you're looking at her and then they just cut to black. And then even when they cut to black, I was fucking scared <laughs> of what they might show me before they end the movie. Like there's so much of that. Like we, we talked about how, like, I can't believe the person went down to the elevator, you know, the elevator into the basement yeah. About the baby upstairs, but that shit where she couldn't get the elevator to go upstairs and it just kept opening and there was that darkness. Oh, yes. Yeah. Holy F. There's like, there certainly moments. No. Like, I, I have a storage locker in the basement of my condo. <laughs> I actually wrote down. I wrote down in my, sorry, not to interrupt you, but I wrote down sure. in my notes. Um, ask Ben how he feels about this scene because I know his <laughs> yes. storage locker looks just Nightmare. like your storage locker. Nightmare scenario. <laughs> like you would be stuck and you like, let's say like, I'm just thinking about the storage locker. I was down there yesterday uh, and there's a door that you have to use a pass key to get in. Uh, but then if someone wanted to just block that door, I can't get out. And then the <laughs> light switch is by the door. So all it would be is what click and then I'm stuck in the dark. And I just know that someone turned the lights off. <laughs> so that reminds and me I'm of glad. actually a point that you made on 
I forget what episode it was, but we were talking about modern horror movies and how you always have to make an excuse for their characters to not have their cell phone because yes. if you get locked down My there today, thing. you just you, you yeah. turn the flashlight on on your phone and you can see around. Um, would still be spooky, but it's like, yeah, it's a little bit scarier in the, the 60s or 70s when you're using matches instead of flashlights. Yeah, that matches thing is just still <laughs> wild because he had like four, like a thick thing of matches and he's just holding it. And we all know how it's going to go. And he's still, oh man, that is just, and it's so spooky. Like additionally, it's just so spooky. And again, why, not to go back to this, but the furnace was down there. <laughs> like, did they ever really explain why the furnace was behind a wall? And like, did they ever, like, did they ever ask the real estate agent? You yeah, know, like, see, I, what the inspections F? weren't a thing back well, then. Well, like, when they did the tour, did That's they not show them the furnace? Right? Like, yeah, everything that happened to them is their fault for not getting the home inspection. <laughs> they closed that uh, house. Uh, they closed on that quick, house without a home inspection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the market, right? It was. <laughs> they want <laughs> you to get it. It was an insane deal, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And man. you know, you know, we're all in that generation where we're not going to be able to buy a home unless. Unless it's haunted as fuck, guys. Yeah. That's how we're going to be homeowners. Haunted as F homes. I did not see they, my house before we bought it. We just, we showed up see, on the day that go. we took possession. They, so well, that's there the you go. World. It's more realistic yeah. than we thought. Yeah. If you yeah. get haunted, it's 100% Don't look at, your fault, Carson. Yeah. I think that's what we've learned. Check out old newspapers from that region. Like, you know, <laughs> local newspapers. Yeah. Make sure you set it to the right tone before you start looking at it, though. Well, that's what you got to get the right ambiance. Less chance of there being haunted in the last eight years than if it's 100 years old. Well, my house is 100 years old. So, but I did do (laughs) a home inspection, which did not include (laughs) any like past murders, though. So I don't know. There you go. And people Uh, don't ask those kind of questions. No, they and they should, shouldn't they? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How many people were murdered here? That's a good question to find out. Even if the answer is zero, at least you asked. Yeah, at least you asked, (laughs) and you know. Or, you know, you know let's say it's two, right? Like, I'd want to know how, maybe, like, because if, <laughs> like, I just want to think about, like, what's the rep, like, how frequently would that repeat? You know, yeah. is it like the, uh, I murder someone at this address every five years killer? Like, if that's the situation, <laughs> I'm not going to buy. <laughs> well, you know, the question for the group, kind of on, uh, on theme. So um, back in my parents' place, um, when I went to high school, I, I lived with my parents, obviously. Um, but down the road, um, I think the term that we're using now is unalived. But somebody unalived themselves in one of the houses. Hmm. Um, now, a lot of people have moved in and moved out. And they don't know that stuff is what we found out as a family. I just ask like, hey, what do you know about your house, right? Not <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Not so do we tell these people like, is that, is that something that we talk about to these folks or do we just leave it alone? Do you know what I mean? Well, just yeah. Cause there's alone. that, I think, you leave well, it there's alone, that yeah. moment in these movies, right. That where it seems ridiculous, but then you have the neighbor like, wow, I can't believe you moved into that house after what <laughs> right, happened. That's my point. Exactly. <laughs> but is that the seed? Is yeah. that just like the poison seed that sinks paranoia into any normal person? And then you've made That's them That's a good this point. crazy person now that they're in the suicide house. 
before it was their dream home, and now they're in, you know, that yeah. that dude who murdered himself. Uh, ah, shoot, unalive. Shoot, shoot. Sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Carlos had it the what? right way the Aww. first time. So yeah. I will say, Trigger. this movie... Warning. I think I think this movie Annabelle. I think they it falls into this this horrible trope that a lot of horror movies have, which is they don't know how to end these movies because the ending's mm-hmm. messy. It's chaotic. It, it makes no sense. Again, the the that lady kind of sacrificing herself to to uh, to offer off uh, to offer up her spirit. None of it makes sense. Um, but I will say some of the scare. It has one of the most conceptually scary moments for me. As a dad, I want to ask Paulo and Carson this specifically. Um, one of them being um, the the first scenes that we see where people break into the house. Yeah. That is that is a giant fear for me. Uh, I think there's a movie called Strangers that is all about um, home invasions. And it's based on a true story loosely where people were going around knocking on the door asking for somebody. Uh, not expecting anybody to be there, but they're only knocking on the door to see if anybody's home so they can break in and steal stuff. But the point being is that home invasion in general is one of like my top tier scariest things that could possibly happen. I'll, I'll lock the doors. I'll check it twice. I'll go upstairs. I'll, I'll have my shower, get into bed, and I'll think to myself, did I lock the fucking doors? Did I yeah. do that? And then I'm like, oh, I got to get up and check again. And I think if I ever turn into a ghost, I'm going to be the worst ghost in the world because I'm constantly checking doors to make sure they're <laughs> locked. So I, mean, I told Rebecca. The door yeah. just continuing to lock and unlock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told my wife, if you if I pass away and you see locks are going crazy, that's just me. That's just me making sure making the sure house is. Safe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that is. So that was one of the biggest ones. And the other one, the one that I've, I never realized until I became a dad was um, how paranoid I am to anything happening to my kids. And that 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 viscerally like affected like seeing this is one. One scene where the baby is, you know, supposedly dead and the mom's having this panic attack and freaking oh out God. that she's passed away. Like that tore into me like like nothing before. It's so hard to watch. Yeah, and I have terrifying. a hard time watching like those kind of movies because it's it's hard not to see my kids in, in, in those scenes um, and not feel it like a parent. So I wanted to ask Carson and, and Paulo, like, what do you, how do you guys watching this, I, you know, for the first time, I think for Carson and Paulo? watching this what were your initial thoughts and like is that how did that resonate with you as parents so that actually hit me a little bit more on the conjuring because as i said this is usually not my type of movie but when i was watching the conjuring i felt like i was coming into from the perspective of like is this movie hitting me a little bit more because it is a family with kids and like dealing with you know ghosts or demons whatever coming after your kids and so while I was watching it, I was almost thinking like, okay, am I getting soft just because it's relating to me now? Um, whereas with Annabelle, it kind of dispelled that myth for me because even though it was much more direct to where my situation <laughs> is now, like young daughter, um, it was so like, I was so out of it with Annabelle that it was, it almost felt like <laughs> surreal or distasteful that they were trying to do those things because I wasn't even on board with the movie. Um, even though, yeah, the the second one where it's like the fake out of whether the baby actually died, like I was like, oh shit, they actually went there. But like, I don't think I ever like took it personal that one. Whereas like the Conjuring, because it's a better movie, I think I connected with that. And like, yes, bringing that perspective, I definitely brought that perspective into that movie. Yeah, fair yeah. Enough. 
Yeah, that was the big one for me too. So like just adding context to what Carson just mentioned, the where the, the fake out is like, it's the, the climax and the mother is being fed all these visions, right? Like the, the demon's tormenting her, she's isolated. And then she sees the doll in the crib and she thinks she's like, she's she smashes the doll against the crib and she's smashing it and smashing it. She throws it on the ground and then like it, like it, she comes to her senses, quote unquote, and then she sees her baby on the ground. And that one was the big one for me. Like that one really hurt. Um, even though it like, thank God it turned out to be a fake out. Like they wouldn't actually, James Wan, thank you for not actually making that the case <laughs> where she just bashed her baby. But yeah, that as much one, as Carson yeah. really wanted it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you joke, but like one of my disappointments with Annabelle and maybe this is connecting too close here, but it's like, it's a prequel. Why do any of these characters need to survive? Like, you're trying to set up how badass Annabelle is. Like, just kill the family. You, you don't need them to live. But, yeah, that's true, though. Even the priest, like, he... Yeah. So many chances, like, knock him off the bridge while he's driving. You threw him off the steps of the church, which was really weird, by the way. Like, a weird visual. He's just standing there, and then he, like, flies away. Um, but he's totally fine after. And it was especially um, weird that they didn't kill him because they were referencing the exorcist so hard visually with him that I was like, oh, yeah. of course you're going to kill him. But then they just didn't, I guess. It's not. It's hard not to to uh, have that visualization kind of connection with the exorcist anytime there's a priest on screen in the horror movie. Right. Well, and I also think they're making those kind of illusions. Like, uh, I think there's a fairly iconic scene uh, and I believe the omen where a stroller like rolls out into mm. the street. Yeah. Uh, and they, they mirrored that uh, in this. I, I, not that every time a stroller goes out into the street and gets hit <laughs> by a car is a reference, but I think that's pretty, you know, they're playing with that idea of demonic possession. And uh, in this case, although again, I think they do, did a, pretty serviceable job at each turn of making you think for at least a second that they killed that baby. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's they, where they like, definitely, I was going to say like, they it, landed it, that plane. It, it became to became like too surreal for me to really connect with as a parent, because like for me, when I had a baby and a stroller, anytime I was at a place that had like a 0.5 degree angle i was like gripping that <laughs> stroller there's no way i would just like turn around and let a stroller behind me like roll down into a street um so like i think what you were saying earlier paulo about like just what is this mom doing like it's, it's almost like <laughs> disconnecting you from being a parent no but um, that, that's happened though so i'm sure it's story. Yeah. oh yeah well here i've been driving down the side streets of toronto and this mom was not paying attention and so she's crossing parallel to where my car is going. Oh and she God. decides instead of getting onto the curb to turn. So she goes from being um, straight on again, parallel oh, to me to all of a sudden being across from me because she decides to turn the stroller and cross the street without going on to the, to, to the actual sidewalk. And I had a mini panic attack because I'm, I go from being perfectly safe on the street to all of a sudden being super frigging close to a stroller because the mom was not paying attention. So that I, I, my I, point to that being that's, that, that, a that's legit. Yeah, like the way that you describe that is something that I would at least connect with as a possibility. And same with mm -hmm. like the the home invasion. Like, yeah, as as like the dad in my house and 
you know, having my own house, like, yeah, I've become paranoid against like home invasion ever since I moved in here. But it's like, I'm not worried of Satanists breaking into my house and trying to murder me. <laughs> like, I'm worried about someone coming in and trying to steal my stuff. And maybe I, you know, have to get some insurance stuff while I hide upstairs with my family kind of afraid. So it's like, again, they just took it a little too far for me to connect with. Yeah, I mean, like to that note, the, the, the setup of the stroller bit also took a little, or the foreshadowing took yeah. away from mm-hmm. it a little mm-hmm. bit because the mother finds like the, these children's All drawings. those creepy drawings. <laughs> of, yeah, <laughs> of like a, a, a dump truck driving towards a stroller, which I thought was kind of, it was kind of, I mean, it's creepy how she found them. Like they're like just ahead of her, like dropping down the stairs, but it's just like mm. a child in, in crayon. <laughs> Which Super is actually creative, good, though, right? Dry, yeah. The perspective well, she drew was phenomenal. But it, yeah. yeah, you also figure that's the demon again, and it's the demon that plays with dolls. So what is going on with this demon? <laughs> <laughs> that it keeps doing dolls. these. Yeah, yeah. It starts yeah. to get a little like creepy in a different way. You know, is this demon <laughs> some sort of weirdo? Hey, All I this do... kid stuff on top of being a demon. When I see stuff like that in the movie, I think about like behind the scenes in the movie of like, do they have an adult who is trying to draw with crayons like a child or have they told a child you should draw this image? Uh, but now I'm thinking about the demon sitting around with a pack of crayons trying to draw these like a child. <laughs> Kicking their demon legs. Yeah. On their legs up in the air. Yeah, yeah. With a little They're... juice box. Yeah, yeah. Me uh, of, Capri uh, Sun. All the drawings seen... kind of laid out, and so that they, they can see the sequence. <laughs> Have you seen uh, this is the end? Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah, like, there's a, a the blooper reel, right, where they have the 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 demon, like the shadow demon, that's all in black, and then he's just kind of sitting there on his break, so you can see him, <laughs> and there's like this huge like dildo attached to him, so it's like he's just chilling there with this this huge thing hanging off him, like straight up from his from his waist that's that's, that's what a, i what do you mean you, uh, that's normal size isn't it i thought that was oh, normal. Yeah. <laughs> wait you you're talking about the demon with the small dick and uh this is this is the end oh tiny that's, a, that's what we're yeah, talking about yeah yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, yeah that demon yeah. with a micro penis <laughs> uh, oh, so, speaking of guys i had to go to the hospital earlier because i had a bit of a sitting <laughs> accident if you know what i mean <laughs> I swear mine oh, yeah. is large as well. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's what back. we're all saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I will say about, uh, one thing I enjoyed about Annabelle was how supportive the dad was. I think that was, again, I always like to put myself in characters watching these movies. Like, what would I do? Um, and it was nice to see a dad just, or the husband believed the wife right off the bat because too many, like too many, too often do we see these, these movies and, and you know, the dad's like, Oh, it's, you're just crazy. You're just pregnant. You just got yeah. women brain. I don't, I, I don't Like, how is that a thing? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's made up kind of yeah. thing. And it's, it's especially for the nice time period, see. right? Yeah, exactly. In the seventies. Right. So yeah. it's, it's rare for the seventies, but it was nice to see a dad be like, I'm, I'm with you. I believe you a hundred percent. Which is, I think, the approach that I would take, you know, if, uh, if uh, my wife, Rebecca, was were to say, hey, there's this demonic presence and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm you, let's get a priest in here. Like, what do we do? What's yeah. next? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm on board. Um, I've watched way too many movies and had um, too many personal experiences, which is fun to say and uh, not elaborate on. 
um, to know that that <laughs> stuff is like legit. <laughs> nice. Are we are we gonna make him elaborate on that? No. No, I mean that's a, that's no. a whole other podcast. It'd uh, take right. too long right. about all the different things that have happened and uh, to me uh, and my family. All right. Just gonna uh, let it sit there. Too. Yeah. So I'll change the subject. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I, I have some Damn questions it. about the other Conjuring movies, uh, which I, I, I don't know. If we want to oh, have another episode, maybe we maybe I don't ask these questions and we set another time for it to watch. But uh, um, I'll maybe I'll just stick to one question. So in the Conjuring one, in the first one they reference some exorcist they did with some Quebecois guy or some French guy and that yeah. he says something to Lorraine and it spooks her so bad. Do they ever explain that in any future Conjuring movie? They do. Um, because in one, in one of the Conjuring, it's in one of the, I believe the nuns, um, that scene plays out. So they revisit that in either that one oh. or La 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 Llorona, which is how you uh, how you actually say that 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 is movie. Is that part there's... of this universe? It is, yeah. Oh. So when you look at the the Conjuring universe, they got um, Annabelle movies, The Nun, the Conjuring, obviously, and then they have La Llorona, which is how you say that in Spanish. Um, and I think in one of those movies, they actually play that out. Um, that whole scene out that where, but now I I don't actually remember the details around it, so I can't answer that question for you. But I know they do actually address it and and and, and play out that scene. Okay, because that was like the one thing I was curious about coming out of the Conjuring is like I wanted to know more about that scene because that sounded more interesting. Um, but I guess if it took them quite a while to get there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, so I think I it's like three four movies deep. Oh. I would recommend Carson the the third contract, <laughs> um, <laughs> the one with just, Judge Judy. <laughs> with Judge Judy, yeah. <laughs> what was your other question? I didn't want to go too much. I know Ben, you had some other questions. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, one I had was: was anyone else kind of uh, disappointed when the second demon didn't barf? <laughs> <laughs> like in the conjuring the demon barfs but in the in the annabelle movie no barfing i don't know i like that's because the possession is at is at the doll level and not at the individual level oh and once you get up to the individual level there's the barfing that's where the barfing happens yeah oh, right. <laughs> okay that's a manifestation then... of the of the the haunting and i don't know are you, any of you guys uh big doja cat fans <laughs> no, I mean, not okay. particularly a fan, but I enjoy some of her music. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a pretty big fan, and I, I listen to most of her singles that come out, and I watch most of her music videos. And she has a music video called Demons, and she basically stole writ large the image or a very close image of the demon in Annabelle, uh, and she is on the roof kind of crouched for a lot of the music video for the the song demons uh so again like once they reveal the demon in that movie i'm like oh that's oh that's what doja cat based that music video off of too <laughs> oh so that's, you were thinking, like, oh, that's doja cat <laughs> yeah well it, that's that's where she got the inspo you know like that's where my 
And then they literally show it up on the roof. At, like, and it's supposed to be really spooky. And then it, it does that thing where they can lunge at people, but then they just disappear. Uh, Did that take you out of the, the movie? Like when you're watching The Conjuring little. and you see Bathsheba at the top of the armoire, you're like, oh, it's Doja Cat. <laughs> no, no, not, not in Bathsheba. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Not in The Conjuring. The Conjuring, it, it looked a little different to me. I don't know why. Uh, but no, so it was you were like ma- James Valent. Wan X, you know, Doja Cat. <laughs> no, no, it was it literally collab. like, uh, Valak. Uh, it literally, you guys are going to see it after this. You'll look up the Demons okay. music video and you'll be like, holy crap. Yeah, no, that's it. She just used that image. Uh, oh, I don't like that Ed explicitly said that there are no vampires. <laughs> Go F himself, Ed. Like, I love that line. I love that no, line because. No. Because he's a firm believer of all this paranormal activity and spirits. And honestly, like growing up Catholic, like Paula was saying, uh, there's a lot of imagery here that really resonates growing up and going to church every Sunday. Um, And uh, uh, the whole concept and the whole concept around, like, if you believe in God, then you have to believe in the devil because the two are. That came up in the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are apparent. Like you have to believe if you believe in angels, you believe in demons. Right. So. I love that. I love that line because it's so ridiculous. It's hilarious, right? It's the 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 idea and the concept that he believes in all this stuff about demons and devils, and 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 relics that can be possessed and people that can be possessed. But no, no, no vampires aren't real. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No. Boo. Uh, I also will say, like, you know, it, it's fascinating because I. Though not raised Catholic, I did go to Catholic school for the first 15 years of school. Uh, and yeah, it, it's it goes deep, like all of this different imagery uh, and uh, the idea of demons and temptation and, you know, leading things. And it's it's very interesting that they really like emphasize the role of motherhood in these movies. Yeah. Uh, also, like we talked about, like. Carlos, how you feel seeing it as a dad, uh, like the they really like, again, because it's like the ultimate perversion of God's kind of design, right, is for a mother to harm her child uh, so that, you know, if you can get someone to do that, then they're pretty much yours because they've they've condemned themselves to hell anyway. So why wouldn't they just become now your thrall? Like very, very fascinating, kind of creepy, creepy stuff <laughs> when you get into like the eternal damnation elements that they're they're indicating there. Uh, yeah, yeah, really, pretty spooky. Yeah, and 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 again, not like to keep beating that same drum, but that that's why again it it does get more scary for me because especially when you're thinking about like imagine it's happening in real life right sure or it's happening to you the only way you can stop it is to say a bunch of words which you may or not may not believe right like you can't like you have to pray like and you can't physically you can't do anything you have to say a bunch of words to this demon that's trying to kill you and your family right and it it, the strength of those words believe uh depends on like how strong your I don't know your 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 faith or your belief is like some mm-hmm. priests can't even do it properly so like if thinking about like those levels and this again going back to my my upbringing and really believing that kind of stuff 
that makes it even more scary. So I, I think, I mean, obviously with, when you start talking about the crooked man <laughs> in the, the second conjuring and like some of these other things, like, sorry, I'm getting into things that no yeah, one else I, I just watched, but yeah, it, it goes off the rails a bit, but that's like that foundation is what really, really gets me. And I think that's where just like different people come into these with like different perspectives because you know, I was also raised Catholic, but for me, the perspective of demons and ghosts, it's like, okay, someone with a knife might actually be like, that's a feasible thing that could happen. Someone could break into my house <laughs> with a weapon. A demon is not going to come after me. So it's like, <laughs> you know, either yeah. you find it as feasible or you find it as impossible or not. Like whatever your perspective is, it's obviously going to have a pretty big impact on how the movie like reaches you. I'm probably giving myself too way too much credit in saying like I could defend myself against like a home <laughs> home invader with a knife. Um, I think I think I'm a pretty big person in decent shape, but yeah, I it. In it's the it's nice of you to circle back on that one, Paulo. I think everyone else <laughs> is gonna just let it go, but we all felt it. Like you were like, you know, if some kind of human tries to pull up on me, I I'll wish they it. would. I'll, I'll, I'll reach for my bat, and we'll see what's going on. <laughs> Come to my real house, talk. mess with my shit. Well, real talk, how many of you have access to some sort of weapon right at the foot of your bed or near it? I, I have a crowbar right under my, uh, in my bed drawer. Yeah. So, I have uh, thought about getting a baseball bat, but do you guys know how expensive baseball bats are these days? You can't just buy like a cheap bat. Uh, so I, I, I just legitimately that that's 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 a that's a good point. I just bought a, a bat for my my sixteen year old, and that that thing was like two hundred bucks, guys. And it's they expensive. break easy. Oh, like Jesus. that's not gonna hurt somebody. Like that's just gonna break. <laughs> um, <laughs> my self defense strategy, like I I don't have too much pride that I can just cower in a corner and beg for my life. You know. Like I don't need to fight somebody, you know. All no, I think it's different though. Well. I think when when your wife and and your daughter are at are, are part of the the component of that. Oh yeah. I know that you're that that changes. You're not just gonna cower in a corner. All right, you get into I mean, dead mode. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on the scenario. <laughs> what is this? Uh, what are you yeah, gonna do, enough, bud? What are you gonna do, bud? When the guy barges through your door, huh? You're not going to sit back. No, you better have a bat, maybe a katana, uh, you know, some sort of handgun, you know, so that you can handle what needs to be handled. I, I, I think all of us hopefully never have to make that oh, thank that you. choice yeah. or in that position. Sure. Uh, uh, just to add, I wouldn't know what to do about it, but most of the surfaces on my ha in my house have some sort of knife on them. <laughs> uh, folding knife or otherwise, I think that that would probably be Again, probably end up stabbing myself to death, like, you know, uh, rather than do any harm to any kind of uh, attacker in the home. Uh, but that that would be the plan. Better cool. to be prepared, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I always oh, say sure. <laughs> I always say that, like, if I lived in the I'm I'm fairly anti-gun. And I, I always think to myself, like, if I lived in the U.S., I would definitely have one. Like I, I don't think anyone should have them, but if I lived there, I would have one. <laughs> I feel the same does. way. I'm afraid of scissors yeah. being in my house with my daughter. Like, 
a gun would make me more scared. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, I would want it set up in my house in such a way it probably wouldn't be great for home defense. It would be more <laughs> like if society breaks down and you have to handle business like in a more prepared fashion. Because I would want like the gun is locked in a, a thing safe. with a thing. And yeah. the ammo, I want to do it correct, right? Like, I don't want it to be some willy-nilly bullshit where <laughs> something bad's going to happen with this shit when I'm not around, you know? Like, that's that's a serious thing I think everyone needs to be very fucking careful with, uh, <laughs> you know? Oh, my God, we've deviated so far. This, yeah, this really gun control. <laughs> responsible gun ownership. That's what we're talking about today, folks, on the podcast. Oh, responsible no, but, gun ownership. But this is real. Like, everyone's played out that scenario in their heads, right? Like, if someone oh, were sure. to come into your house, like, I know where the exits are. I have a little, like, my the, the oh, I'm in a condo. There's oh. no out. <laughs> There's one door. Yeah. So it, but, it's I mean, the, the good thing is what, what makes them pick your door. <laughs> I think yeah, that's your yeah. defense. Yeah. I feel like that's always been the case with the places that I've lived. Like it's always been in sort of like a weird kind of you have to do this and turn around here and go here such that like if someone was to come to my door, like it was planned. Yeah. <laughs> they were coming. Uh, and so then it's, it's kind of led me to have almost like a fatalistic view of locking my doors. Like, okay, well I'm locking it. Sure. But you know, when the shit goes down, that's not going to matter for shit because <laughs> if they planned on it, they probably have a way around that too. Uh, or in this case, they'll just, you know, teleport into the shadows and leap at me and, <laughs> <laughs> and scare me off my balcony and then I'm fucked. And they... Going back to Annabelle, how scary, I, I, again, not a lot of like scary moments I found, uh, but one of disagree. the scenes that really like, I'm like, that was brilliant where they show the little girl and she runs towards the door and as she hits the door, she transitions into uh, the the crazy lady that ended up killing her parents and then it's the one that actually possesses Annabelle. Yeah, man, how amazing was that scene? I love that scene. I was legitimately that's, like, whoa, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's I was gonna bring that, that one up. Makes me fear too. your kids. Yeah, that scene <laughs> that makes me afraid of your kids running at me. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's I'm the exact train one. My kids. Yeah, yeah. And next if you come kids, over, Ben, if your kids run at me yeah. and then transition. Into some sort of, you know, twenty-year-old undead speed Bloody. freak cult member from the seventies. If they do that, it's on site. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen anymore. They're certainly not getting hugs. So. They're getting an Anderson Silva kick to the chest. <laughs> yeah, a double kick. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's happening at that point. Panic. I'm panicking. Especially if it's all three. I'm fucked. No all three at the same time. All three yeah, all three at the same time. They just go, and then it's like three of those hippie junkies. Uh, <laughs> like, ah, God. Yeah, give them the people's elbow in one of those, right? <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, they can do anything they want. There's, it's three on one, and they're, sure. you know, full grown, demonic, adult, 1970s cult members. <laughs> from uh, all right, children. So one question the worst had... boys to men. <laughs> oh man uh one question i had for for y'all and and so i've watched a crap ton of uh of scary movies in my in my past uh, i love love scary movies i think when when halloween came around we had a um we're, we really were spoiled for choice and i think i watched every single one of them in the theaters 
Um, I know that Paula, you had mentioned that you'd watched um, a haunting in Venice, which was a great, great uh, movie. I thought, um, yeah, really fun, a lot of fun. But my point being is, where do, where would you rank? The, I know Annabelle would probably be pretty low because, again, the ending was really uh, a bit of a mess. But when you think about the scary movies that y'all have watched, and we can include slasher movies in there, um, or like gory movies as well, like um, what's the, the the hill have the hill, the hills have eyes or House of a Thousand Corpses, right? The Rob Zombie movies. Um, where does this stuff land as far as like, you know, true, genuine fear in the, uh, the list of movies and what, what are the movies that actually trump this movie for you? Oh, oh man, there's, there's a theme. I, I'm not going to answer first. There's a theme for me though. Like a lot of the ones that have stuck with me and I find the most scary and conjuring is one of them. Actually, the first conjuring are the ones that I've, I saw for whatever reason, maybe I was forced, but like before I reached my peak and I was like, okay, I'm ready to start watching scary movies. So there's a bunch of those. I'll, I'll give my answer after because I'm curious to hear what people so, and Carson uh, have. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in there first. Uh, so I, I've seen a, quite a few scary movies, uh, mostly classic scary movies. Cause I was trying to fill in sort of, uh, you know, Oh, these are some references that I would like to have uh, kind of movies. So, in terms of some stuff that I would rank it amongst, it kind of reminds me of almost like a, a more slick uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, in the way that they play with like that weird whining tone kind of music where you're, you're kind of, again, that tension, that visceral uncomfortableness. Uh, like and in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you can kind of see the rotting meat of the taxidermy. Uh, and in this, they, they reference the rotting meat smell of the, the dead uh, in, in at least the conjuring. Uh, so like, again, talking about the conjuring more specifically, like you can see it really, again, being amongst sort of the better, more uncomfortable horror movies that I've seen in terms of stick with it. Scary because it's so slick like it's done so well like it's there's a polish to it that i think makes it less scary than other movies that i've seen that are trying to scare you like something about the the way that the exorcist is is shot and the way mm -hmm. that you end up watching it and it's not quite right in a way that i don't think that the conjuring really allowed itself to be like because it it's well done like it is so well done that it almost is too well done uh when when stacked against the the different horror movies and kind of what i i found the most sort of compelling about horror movies again big big oh that's gruesome this is a whining awful kind of again seen thousand house of a thousand corpses you know there's that grotesquerie to it uh, they they showed pretty good restraint around a lot of the grotesquerie. Like it's again really on the what don't you see, you know, side of things. Uh, again, so I I would say this is up there. I would say like you know Exorcist, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I would put those above it. But then you know your your creature horror, where you know it's like a vampire or 
a werewolf or some sort of monster where there's rules and whatnot, I find that that would be less scary than this. Like, yeah, I'd put it above that. Uh, maybe somewhat in the line with like the ring. Uh, and that's yes, high movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's around there. At least the conjuring again, Annabelle, uh, it, it's <laughs> tough to get past the, it, it just makes a couple little mistakes towards the end there, which for me just kind of removes it from being super scary. Uh, although it has scary moments again, like the fact that I made a connection that it's this thing playing with a doll and that <laughs> yeah. the doll again, the doll does not move. It is just carried around. Like the fact that when it fell in front of that gap in front of the door, in the door <laughs> and it just fell and it did nothing. And it did nothing. And the, the number, like I would love to go back or I'm sure someone's done the research. I would be very curious to find out how much time you spend just looking at shots of that doll, not moving and nothing else in that movie because it's it's probably a good chunk and i was freaking out the whole fucking time uh like i i had to watch the second movie by myself uh my my wife shadow nicely watched the first one with me and then was negatively impacted from a sleeping standpoint um post watching The Conjuring and declined to watch the second movie. Uh, so the second movie, it, I think horror movies, if we do this, maybe we can figure out some time to watch them like as a group. Uh, that might be good because there's something very upsetting about being by yourself <laughs> and like still wincing and making noises and covering your face and like, ah, oh no. Like, I'm, why am I doing this to me? Ah, like, yeah. But yeah, a, a pretty decent, pretty decent horror movie, The Conjuring. And then Annabelle, couple little wobbles towards the end that made it a little funnier than it needed to be if it was going to be a straight up horror. <laughs> that would be my take. So Very cool. I'm going to turn into a little bit of a movie snob here, so I apologize. Uh, and I'm go. not going to. I'm not going to come at this from a judgmental perspective because if you like these type of movies, that's fine. That's your thing. For me, they're just not like the conjuring and some of the other movies that you talk about, you talk about like, um, saw exorcist is maybe a bit different, but some of those movies, like they don't even register. And I really hate to use this word. Cause this makes me sound like a douche, but like, <laughs> they're not like real movies. They're oh, like, no, like, Oh my God. The horror. These are wow. comparable to like a musical where it's like, for the point of these horror movies oh my God. is for to just starters. scare you. They're not just telling a story. Whereas like a musical, it's like, it's just an excuse to do musical numbers. And First so... of all, what you think it is, it is not. <laughs> it's funny because I was prepared for this, but I know Carlos did not, <laughs> was not. That's, That's not amazing. to say that I don't like it's any horror movies, but guys. when I think about the horror movies from the last few years that I like, I like things like The Witch, Hereditary. Um, there's a few other stuff like that. Like the exorcist, I would say is one of the better horror movies in my opinion, because it is, it is more of like, Hey, we're trying to scare you, but it does tell a story around some of those characters as well. Um, there's a really good movie from a couple of years ago called possessor. Um, like 
I, there are horror movies that I like. I just don't particularly like these type of them. <laughs> but this story is a is a real story. It, <laughs> real story it's, with it's a, a million quotation marks. You can put all the finger quotes you want, man. It, this a lot of the stuff legitimately happened. It's it's real life to to a certain degree. Happened. Yeah, you again, lost I know too. Can, <laughs> there, yeah, I've lost, I've lost all of you. But well, I know it, it's hard to say, right? Like again, it from the interviews that though that gal has given, Lorraine has given, she genuinely believes that stuff went down. I have well, no doubt that she genuinely believes it. Like, you don't believe that? No, like I believe that she believes. Yeah. I that's same same here. I also believe that. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, okay. And again, like I'm sure I can find and a comparable thing. It just seems crazy. Sure. Uh, I'm not even like the fact of it being a supposed true story doesn't even register as a component for me because it's so far <laughs> removed from reality for me. I'm sure that there are types of movies and types of things. Like I'm watching Clone Wars TV show. It's a cartoon. It's a nice, fun little adventure. I'm not just saying that people can't enjoy the things that they like. It doesn't have to be like a, you know, artsy film type thing. It's just <laughs> this is a particular thing that is in its own corner that I don't like. If you like it, that's fine. Enjoy your thing. It's just not for me. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> again i i appreciate the enthusiasm that you bring to this like i can tell that you really enjoy these movies and like you're really engaged in them so like i respect that there are other types of movies i am like that with there enough. We, we've had this this argument many times <laughs> <laughs> i like that you alienated two groups right off the bat people who like Scary movies, horror movies. You guys are liking the wrong thing, and people like musicals. Musicals, because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my example of something that sucks. <laughs> All those who watched Mean Girls, fuck you guys. <laughs> Your enjoyment is not. I real. will say that there's a part of me that wants to enjoy a musical, like when the movie Annette came out a few years ago. I say this, and I was like, "This is the movie that's going to get me to enjoy a musical," and then. It's just people singing for two hours, and I don't get into it. Uh, what about uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut? Did you enjoy that? That, that counts. Oh, it's been like 15, 20 years since I saw that. I saw it when it first came out. Technically a musical. Can't remember it. Um. <laughs> I think the answer is no. I think you can't remember it, obviously. Well, we'll land in Lame is, I would say... Were, were real stories that just happened to have some musical things in them. So I, if I had to pick musicals that I enjoyed, I would pick those two. How about the Lego movie? <laughs> I would call that a musical. Yeah, I'm yeah, we're reaching there. <laughs> I, was I did enjoy the Lego awesome. movie. I do like the Lego movie. Um, all right, I guess I'll go next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless Carson wants to <laughs> keep going. Yeah, more um, flame. <laughs> I'm done there. Or hot fire. <laughs> um, mine are like all over the spectrum. Uh, uh, Conjuring, like I, I mentioned already, is up there. It was one of the more scary movies for me. I have a, like a weird combination. Um, like you have something along the lines of the Conjuring, like Exorcism of Emily Rose. I've never seen The Exorcist on purpose. Um, I. I don't remember why I watched the exorcism of Emily Rose, but that again, falls into the category of like, I feel like this could have happened 
it's I think it's based on a true story. And that just really stuck with me. It was like that stuck with me for like months. So that one's really scary. I don't know if anyone here has watched that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one was tough. Um, and then on the other, then I'm gonna slowly go down the 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 scale here. Amityville Horror, the one with Ryan Reynolds. That's an example of one that I watched before I was ready to watch scary movies. So I get, I don't remember what it's like now because I haven't seen it since that first time, again, on purpose. But that one was terrifying for me. Um, and um, and then the two that are a little more out there are uh, Event Horizon. I've brought this up on the podcast before, actually. But it's like haunted spaceship, basically. Like the spaceship went to hell and then brought back demons. That one really scared me. Um, um, I think if I watched it again now, I wouldn't be as scared, but there were certain things there like demonic imagery that really, uh, freaked me out. And then lastly, out of left field, Black Swan <laughs> was really scary for me. <laughs> parts of it were scary. Yeah. It, parts of it were really scary. Like, like the it, close it's just up like, of the swan parts. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was Terrible of you to make me think you were on my side, (laughs) (laughs) Bivol. Side question for you guys. Natalie Portman got for the role. Is that was that really scary? No, there's like stuff like there's the part when the like she's in the corner, she's like seeing she's losing her mind. No, not her swan. (laughs) She's like seeing herself and like there's other parts where like she's Winona Ryder was like swan in the face. Swan based. I get it. Yeah, I hear. Side so question I, I for you guys, because we've mentioned The Exorcist a couple times. Have you guys ever heard the full song that The Exorcist theme song is pulled from? Uh, it's a 45-minute song called Tubular Bells. Go check Love it her. out, because it's wonderful. <laughs> okay. Really? <laughs> so random. Is it, is it all like that? Because I no, think I might lose my it, mind. Not at all. It's like five seconds of that at the beginning, and then a completely different song. And it's apparently okay. this, the guy who's been working on it has been like trying to craft and perfect it for like 25, 30 years now. And so he keeps re-releasing like a different version of this 45 minute song because he has to make it perfect. Anyway, it's so completely random when you find out that like that's where the theme song's from. Uh, but yeah, if you have a spare 45 minutes, check it out. It's like, um, it sounds like very similar to Studio 666, which is a movie made by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Um, where they, uh, where the lead singer Dave Grohl becomes uh, possessed by a demon to create the perfect song, uh, I would <laughs> sounds very similar to that. Um, but I'm curious, Carson. So I mean, obviously the, the 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 genre of horror kind of there's so much to it, right? You got zombie movies, you got monster movies. You can you can technically put like something like Godzilla there if you really wanted to. I don't know if I would, but you know. Um, when you think of something like Barbarian, Barbarian was a phenomenal story that was told. I don't, did you watch that movie? Was that something that was on your radar last? I haven't uh, seen Barbarian, Carson. Oh, wait, no, yes, I did. That's the one with Jason Long. Long. Yeah, Justin yeah, yeah. Long. Sorry. I've yeah, that was. I mean, that was a brilliant horror movie. But it again, not paranormal, right? The, is it specifically paranormal movies that you feel are the ones that are? Because you mentioned, I, I don't know if you did. You mention Midsummer because that was also uh, along think, those. Uh, I, I like Midsummer. Hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for me, where I draw the line is uh, some of these movies, it's like the intent is to spook you. 
Like, it's like you have in mind audiences that want to, you know, and I, I think about like teenagers, but obviously like people of all ages can enjoy them, but it's like people wanting to get together to be scared. And the, the intent of the movie is to scare you. There are other movies that I enjoy where the intent of the movie is to tell a story and it happens to have horror as part of it as well. So when I think about the I witch, see. that's a story. Yes, there's some really spooky moments as well, and it's scary. But it's like I'm more, I'm more invested in the characters in the story. And so even if you have some of these movies that's more of a slasher, if it is more grounded in a story and I can buy into the characters, I can enjoy it more. But it's typically that's where I draw the line. I will say that um, James Wan has gone on record to um, around his 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 um, conjuring universe what he said about it is that his goal is to scare himself that's <laughs> when he thinks about how he's directing the movie the whole point of it is for him so to your point he is his intention is to scare is not necessarily tell the story um so um you know i i absolutely agree but at the same time i think there's still a lot of great stories that are being told and you think about Porto, um, poltergeist back in the day um drag me to hell might have had some kind of cheap scares and uh, you can argue it's all about scares but i love the stories around it but anyways you're <laughs> I'm, a, I'm such a big fan of, of horror movies um and that, again uh, like the i don't have anything against it it's like in terms of like if i segment those movies out into their own realm i would say conjuring is near the top it's a pretty good one like it's not just like hey here's some cheap tricks like it does a good job of like teasing it it doesn't reveal too much until the very end so yeah. of the things that i would enjoy in a movie i do like the conjuring more but it for me it's still in that that bucket to the side can we yeah, do like compare... a quiet place next time i think like a quiet place is really <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically The Last of Us, the video game. If you guys have ever played that game, but it's it's, it's oh, such a I've good story. Ball. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, I don't know, Carlos. I don't know if you've seen The Witch, which Carson, <laughs> which which, Mark, which Carson <laughs> mentioned, um, as one of like the scary movies that he likes. Um, I would challenge you, Carlos, to because it'll tell you a lot about what Carson is more into. Because I've seen The Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hated it. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't get past. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't get past the scene where the witch is sacrificing the baby, and they yeah. they physically show the you know the knife and the cutting. I could like as a dad. Pestle. I couldn't do it. I I just yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get past that. I remember Rebecca coming in, into the room, and I have tears in my eyes, and just because it's so hard not. To, again, I was a new parent at the time. It's so hard not to associate my own kid and see my own kids' faces in this baby that is being sacrificed i couldn't do yeah. it so I, I didn't make it past that scene i don't like it which is fair yeah totally fair but i i will say and <laughs> from my own perspective you didn't miss anything else after <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's a really like you talk about slow burn like it's very very slow paced it like you kind of the your imagination kind of have to has to fill in the blanks for you I don't, Carson, you might have a different interpretation, but like, I do love that um, though. You know, I love it. We talked about this, right? Where it's an acquired taste. So, as an FYI, it's the same director who made The Lighthouse. It's a very oh, like, I didn't like, yeah. that movie. like <laughs> not concerned about anyone else liking his movies. He's just like, I'm going to make the movie I want to make. And that's kind of it. And by the way, the movies that he's coming out with next year is number one on my most anticipated list for next year. He's making a Nosferatu <laughs> movie absolutely love it but again you either like that style or you don't well to carson's point i feel like 
I don't like those movies because they're the whole point of it. And like the Ice Carson, just the whole point of it is to scare you. The whole point of those movies is look how artsy I am. And that's what I don't like about those movies. Like the lighthouse is like, I'm trying so hard to be uh, in a showroom in some, in some art studio. Like, look how artsy I am. I hate that. I hate when they're purposely trying to make it look so friggin' artsy and, and, and the if, writing of it all. So what if I, they I are know. just artsy, Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, that's the one argument I would make for Robert Eggers, who is the director. Like, I get where you're coming from. There's a lot of movies out there that I'm, I've liked more in the past. And as I get older, I think I'm starting to get more annoyed by. I think Robert Eggers is just, he is who he is. He is. He's not trying to impress people. He's just doing whatever he wants. Um, so I, I would That's say fair. of the people who are out there being artsy, he's probably one of the better ones. Like he's doing it. It's coming from the right place. Um, but there are definitely movies like that where it's like, Hey, look how artsy I am. I get that. Now, I'm not a good gauge for any of that. Right. Like the movies that I've already talked about my guilty pleasure movies, like grown ups <laughs> is up there. Right. Um, we recently watched, uh, Romeo and Michelle's, uh, high school reunion again, right? That's <laughs> like, again, there's, there's a lot of movies that I, there's a lot of, I, I enjoy the bad movies. I love, I love movies where I can shut, I shut off my brain and just escape for a bit, right? Cause my brain's always on during the day working, right? There's, I mean, I think we all, we, we can all kind of relate to how stressful our jobs can be. I love an opportunity to escape and that's what movies does for me. And I love the the aspect of scary movies because of it um i do have a list of recommended viewing for shorts because i love shorts i, I think what i what i find is that uh what are we talking tell... nike adidas sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basketball length yeah 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 uh just off the top in case anybody's interested i would recommend lights out which actually turned into a full-fledged movie the short that they've made for it was so good that people are like, I want I a whole one. movie of that is like, if you watch the short on YouTube, all of these you can find on YouTube is phenomenal. Uh, one of the other ones is uh, the other side of the box. Absolutely love that one. Uh, super, super freaking spooky. Ignore it. Don't peek the chair, catch your breath. Like there's so many good uh, shorts that are out there that have won all these amazing awards and be able to tell so much story within like, the span of like less than 10 minutes so i strongly recommend to anybody listening if, if they want to get just a, a tad bit of uh, a dose of what we i think we got in the conjuring not so much in the annabelle movie but um please 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 watch those movies or short movies because i think you, you find it to be uh quite quite great quite awesome i, I will add on to that because it, we're getting near to uh so the oscars coming out every year they have like those shorts categories uh, the nominees, you can usually find them online and they are quite wonderful. Like whether that's horror or documentary or anything, like there are really good things that are out there. I wish short films got a little bit more respect and more recognition because uh, I absolutely agree with you. You can tell some really great story and there's some really good stuff out there. Um, yeah, check them out if you can. I often get frustrated. I mean, a good example of that, again, I know I'm deviating a little bit, but if you ever watch any of the... Um, when they made the Star Wars game, um, <laughs> so left field. But when they make <laughs> these Star Wars games, and there's these opening cinematics or cinematics for the trailers, and you look at these movies, and you're like, they're so or these short movies, and they're telling these really short stories of, around uh, the Jedi Order, and um, it, it's just it's like if they can do that in like five minutes, tell so much story, build such a great world in those five minutes. 
Why can't they get it right with any new movies as they come out? But my point to that is, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Like the the story, like when I almost feel like if you if you condense the time, like you got five minutes, ten minutes, go. There's there's almost more creativeness that happens in those five minutes, ten minutes, that you get in in like a two hour full fledged film. Those are my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> Dead air. No, no, no. That's all right. I think we've we're just uh, we've we're we're worn out from the uh, <laughs> from the experience. <laughs> it was it was definitely a. Mer- I mean, at least for me, because again, I watched like four of the the movies, two of which were the only ones that we were supposed to talk about. But <laughs> how'd you do at night? Um, I I did okay. I think after the third one, I um I was a little desensitized. Which I think is a good thing, um, but it also helped that like Conjuring two and three were not as scary. I mean, Conjuring Fair. two more so, Annabelle even less so. It was more so about the jump scares at that point than like what was really creepy and sticking with me. I'm standing by stuff like Black Swan. <laughs> there's some there's some creepy stuff in there, man. Watch it through a different. Paul, we all know what you're talking about when she's transforming into the Swan. Like it's really spooky. <laughs> Uh, We're anyways. all yeah. <laughs> I just know Wait. that um, when the Haunting of Hill House came out, uh, we Rebecca and I, my wife and I, uh, we binged, we binge watch it, and we didn't, we had nightmares because we would watch like four episodes, and they're each an hour long, and it was just before bed. And so I don't, yeah, I was, that's why I was curious how you did at night, you know, going yeah. to sleep and. Well, the, the the difficult thing for me, so the the most difficult thing for me was again like. Um, having my my daughter sleep in like a pitch black room. Um, now the layout of my house, there's my her room and my room are joined by a closet, so I can go through the closet to get into her room, but I have to like crouch under some jackets, go around a hamper, um, and I do that because if I open the door, it creaks. She wakes up, she hears it, so I go through the closet, but it's like I'm going through a pitch black black closet. There's stuff to my right that I can't see. So this entire like ordeal, mm-hmm. I have to do five, six, seven, eight, nine times a night because she keeps waking up, right? She's a baby. And then it's just dark room. Sometimes um, I put her to sleep. I put her back to sleep. And then like suddenly she'll start screaming again, like while I'm still standing there. So that kind of stuff did not help. And uh, I, I think right. that was the hardest part. <laughs> just like having those thoughts <laughs> in my head like the little girl standing at the door and then running, like just thinking of that while I'm hunched over a crib and who knows what is behind me. Like that was tough for oh, sure. I can just see Carson's eyes kind of going and just picturing the layout and already starting to build a story around how you can build <laughs> that into a scary movie, right? That not using the door, but instead using this consistent uh, in-between hole between in the closets. I like that's a great setup. That's a brilliant setup for a good scare. Enjoy that, come... by the way. <laughs> we should come back and make like our own scary movies on another episode. It does scary like... right, right, Ben? Pardon? With swans. Oh, yeah. No, if we want to really get terrifying over here. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> I was going to say for the next episode, I'll pick the horror movies. Uh, they will not be English language speaking. Uh, uh, we'll see how you guys do on those. I don't want to. 
I love those, okay, man. I'm down for that. Watching the original have... Ring Ringu in in Japanese, like those are good. The Korean movies are phenomenal. There's so many okay. good, especially have... anyways. Oh, it's it's we not gonna be like English, that, Carlos. <laughs> we have English dubs for your boy. Like you guys can watch it in the subs if you want. But if it could be, you know, movies that have an English sub <laughs> for your boy. So or sorry, dub dub, the one where you can hear it, man. I can't be reading my movies. Uh, I know that means I'm a dickhead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's cool. It's cool. I'll do it. But still. Come on, if it's possible. Also, on the horror thing, uh, I know we aren't talking about uh, TV shows necessarily, but uh, if you haven't seen the TV show Yellow Jackets, uh, it's fairly recent, and it's about this uh, high school soccer, uh, women's soccer team that goes missing in the mountains, uh, and then how they got out of there. Uh, including surviving throughout at least one winter. Uh, and it is spooky. Basically the movie Alive with Cheerleaders. No, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. There's a lot of really creepy elements. Uh, and then, of course, they also flash forward to like them and as older uh, people. And uh, Juliet Lewis is one of them. And, they're all uh, Christina Ricci is another one, all very good actors. Uh, it, it's solid and also a, a show that I routinely would refuse to watch after the sun had gone down. <laughs> uh, would not watch it, only watch it during the daytime. Not worth it to me to watch it at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best person to go to one of those um, those haunted houses that they have, or what's it called? Um, screamers, yeah, screamers yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. I, I, I'm unfazed, guys. I walk through that really? like friggin' champ. Yeah, I'm like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> right when they pop out of the corner. I but used yeah, to work at good. that at Canada's oh, really? Wonderland. I was I was one of the monsters at Canada's Wonderland. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's amazing. I like I got Carlos. That. I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you what kind of me. monster were you? Um, I, I did it for a few years, actually. What like was like as a, a doctor monster, like the zombie, d- different stuff. Nice. nice. Yeah. So at one point <laughs> you were a doctor. Pretty, pretty scary. <laughs> it was like yeah, a doctor, what was that? Yeah, yeah. I was different silly. levels of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end this episode off. We are already at two plus hours. Uh, <laughs> really good right. conversation around horror films. Again, I talked a lot of shit about not enjoying these, but I enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> so thank you, Carlos, for finally joining. Thank you, Ben, for joining once again. Um, we Love will it. see if we uh, pick up another future episode to do horror down the road again. Um, but otherwise, thanks, everyone, for listening.